Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Bottle 5. At 55KRC, the talk station. Happy Wednesday. Dude, what the hell? Yeah, okay, Mike Johnson. <laughs> I don't know where. Uh, happy Wednesday. Brian Thomas here, host of the 55KRC Morning Show. Joe Strecker in there where he belongs, where he should be. Executive producer of the program and liner upper of guesters here on the 55KRC Morning Show. Adam Kohler, we're going to continue to talk about issue 22 until we vote next week. Uh, I know early voting's already started. I'd be wildly curious to know what the uh, balance is on that early voting for issue 22. Obviously, I'm concerned in, uh, about all the other issues that we're voting on, but... This issue 22 has really got me intrigued, and uh, I, I tend to suspect I'm, I'm not a, I got a tea leaf read on this, but if I had a tea leaf read, I'm going to say no on issue 22. Got any sense of how people are going to vote on that one? Uh, feel free to call if you do, or anything else, if you want to direct the conversation. I love hearing from you. 513-749-5500, 800-823-TALK, pound 550 on AT&T phone. Laughing at that Tom Emmert situation. So he, he survives all the early voting and he is the final winner of the speaker's race only to immediately drop out afterwards because he doesn't have support. What in the hell? Republicans look, it's, it's like herding cats up there. Herding cats. It's embarrassing. It's, I always try to separate myself from the Republican Party by saying I'm a little, little libertarian. It's the only party, though, that really uh, provides any foundation for my personal belief systems. Um. Anyway, Adam Kohler, uh, issue twenty-two at seven oh five. Heard from Tom uh, the other day. Uh, Todd Zinzer. If you didn't hear the, uh, that's a good good podcast. If you want to hear more about issue twenty-two, Todd Zinzer and yesterday broke it down really well. I enjoyed my conversation with him, and I'm certainly going to enjoy another conversation with Adam Kohler. Trying to get it all out before next week. We're running out of time. Empower Youth Seminar. Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Powers. She's going to join the program at 740. We need to keep Melissa Powers in that seat. She'll be talking about elder scams, the elder justice unit, people ripping off seniors. Every single one of you people out there that wants to steal from a senior, you are entitled to and worthy of our award here from the 55 Carson Morning Show. Biggest douche in the universe. Judge Anna Napolitano, Biden warned the Constitution. I always enjoy these conversations because we do have a Constitution, supreme law of the land. Uh, there is a provision there for the declaration of war. Can the president fight any war he wishes? Can Congress fund any war it chooses? Are there constitutional and legal requirements that must first be met before war is waged? Can the United States legally attack an ally? So begins the uh, column from Judge Anna Napolitano, which will be out tonight. I've got a copy of it already because he always forwards me one early. Anyway, Judge Napolitano at 830. Remember the uh, podcast page, 55KRC.com. Get the inside scoop yesterday with Matt Boyle. 
Uh, again, Todd Zinzer on Issue 22 and Ken Blackwell, former Ohio Secretary of State, former mayor, and uh, no on Issue 1 in Ohio. Big no on that one. That's kind of one I'm really f- fearful of uh, passing. But so it goes. Anyway, um, you heard Top of the Hour News and just wanted to start with this one before we get to the speaker race and everything else going on in the world. Um, they actually drew a line in the sand yesterday. I'm kind of a little, little bit concerned about that. And what is a line in the sand? Anyhow, uh, Secretary of State Anthony, hold on, I'm going to get to the lawsuit here in a second. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken warned yesterday the U.S. would respond, in his words, swiftly and decisively. To any attack on American forces from Iran or its proxies, or its proxies, we do not want this war to widen, he said. But if Iran or its proxies attack U.S. personnel anywhere, make no mistake, we will defend our people. Now, I don't know what that means, we will defend our people, but that is certainly a line in the sand. The proxies, of course, we're talking about Hamas and Hezbollah, among others out there in the world that Iran funds what is what does it mean we will defend our people? Yeah, I was looking at this long litany of attacks that Iran has waged through its proxies for over a long period of time. I guess this is a strategy they've been engaged in engaged in since the um, their war with Iran or Iraq rather. Uh, points out Iran's strategy of fighting through proxy forces, the terrorist organizations Hamas, Hezbollah. Campaign for Free Galilee, whatever they're funding. Goes back to the early 1990s when Tehran was recovering from its bloody eight-year war with Iraq, and its goal was to devise a way to counter its adversaries without always meeting them head-on. Iran understands that it would lose a conventional conflict with the United States, according to Norman Rao, former CIA official with experience in the Middle East. However, Iran sees little cost and significant regional political gains if it fuels proxy attacks against the United States or Israel that may lead to long-term conflict that erodes the U.S. and Israel reputation in the region. They're worried about the expansion of the Abraham Accords, peace in the Middle East, Middle East uh, Arab nations, uh, Muslim nations making nice with the uh, uh, the Israelis, among others, stabilizing the region, much to the chagrin of, well, Iran. But what is our response going to be? Are we going to attack Iran? Going back to the Napolitano point in the declaration of war, it, 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 yes, we'll attack the proxies. We know where Hezbollah is. We know where Hamas is. And we can see where the drone strikes come from. And we can attack the source of the drone strikes. But if this, if the source is really Iran, that the proxies are acting at the behest of Iran, then doesn't that mean that we have to cross the, the red line is crossed? Iran is through its proxies attacking U.S. forces that we have to go over Iran, go after Iran. Is that what we're going to do? I'm asking out loud. My friends want to know. And if we start attacking Iran, is that not in and of itself an act of war? It, it, you can draw parallels between the situation in Russia and, and Ukraine. We are waging a proxy war. In that particular state case, you flip the t- you flip the tables. Okay, put yourself. Uh, the Russia is viewing itself like as the United States in the situation in Iran. Uh, R- Russia looks at us and says, "Well, well, they're like Iran funding Hezbollah and Hamas. Look, they're funding the Ukrainians and these you know people who are you know killing Russian soldiers." Um, at some point, if, if Vladimir Putin said, "Well, if the United States continues to fund its proxies and it, and its proxies, the United States proxies attack us, we're going to respond with force." Does that mean Russia is going to respond against the United States? 
question. Doesn't seem like the case right now, but it's a legitimate question to ask. What is our response going to be? Because apparently (laughs) they have been, well, Iran-backed groups have launched more than 10 drone and rocket attacks against U.S. bases that U.S. troops use in Iraq and other uh, and another three on U.S. base uh, in Southeast Syria. So, yeah, we have troops in Iraq. We have troops in Syria. And pause for a moment and ask yourself, hmm, how is that? Syria, what in the hell in the world is going on in Syria? They've been in a civil war now for, well, I feels like as long as I've been alive. You got every world global power with a tiny chunk of Syria fighting amongst themselves. And we have troops there. But the attacks that I'm referring to, these 10 um, on, on, on U.S. troops in Iraq and the three on U.S. bases in Southeast Syria were carried out between, drum roll, October 17th and October 24th, which was yesterday. The same day that Anthony Blinken warned uh, that Washington would react swiftly and decisively if Iran or its proxy forces attack U.S. troops. Hmm. So I can't make any sense of this. We just got done getting a drone attack. And then Blinken comes out and says, Iran or its proxies, we're going to have to respond swiftly and decisively. What does that mean? Well, you don't tell your enemy. You don't tell the opposition what your strategy is going to be. Yeah, well, and you also don't tell the American people the extent to which we might be in a ground war with Iran. Anyway. And I love this duck and cover. It was noted, Pentagon spokesman, uh, Air Force Brigadier General Pat Ryder said on Monday that the U.S. does not have information that Iran, quote, explicitly ordered the recent militia attacks. So if one of these militias attacks us, and we don't have specific information or evidence that Iran specifically directed the, the, the military action, specifically directed the drone strike, specifically directed Hezbollah or Hamas or People's Liberation Front, whatever the name of the organization. Does that mean that we're not going to respond swiftly and decisively? I don't know. Fog of war, folks. All I know is point made, I made yesterday. It's kind of frightening. We got two carrier groups over in the Middle East now, and oh, China has showed up with a carrier group of its own. China, and they got to love us getting bogged down in the Middle East even more. So we we pulled the plug on Afghanistan, leaving billions of dollars in equipment for the terrorists to go ahead and pick up and use against us and our allies in the region. That's a step in the right direction insofar as, you know, China is concerned. That's one less country where we have a footprint, although we do kind of maintain a footprint there anyway, don't we? But they love seeing us getting in a quagmire. And part of the reason the Soviet Union fell was because, well, they got stuck in an endless war in Afghanistan as well. They exhausted their resources. Their economy went in the toilet. Morale fell into the toilet. Can you draw any parallels to a country that is... $34 trillion in debt, and uh, while Joe Biden is out asking for a laundry list of new spending. And the end is near, it appears, doesn't it? It's just just unsustainable. Unsustainable. 
What is the solution to the problem? Maybe it starts with the Republicans getting their act together and electing a Speaker of the House so they can get back to the people's business. I don't know. Part of that worries me because getting back to the people's business means, well, a lot of a lot more deficit spending and a lot more funding of uh, what seems to be endless wars. Anyhow, 513-749-5500-800-823. I never did get to the lawsuit I wanted to talk about. I can do that, though. And I want to talk, mention Plum Tide Plumbing. Plumbing done right. It always is. No service charge. You don't have to worry about that with Plum Tide Plumbing because they know the plumbers are wonderful at customer service. They're licensed. They know what they're doing for your residential plumbing needs. Plum Tide proudly serving Kentucky since any date. And they did the tri-state area. The mission to provide you with the truly exceptional plumbing experience, and you will. They'll let you know when they're coming. They get a photograph of the plumber with that uh, electronic communication show up, showing up on time, introducing themselves to you, assessing your plumbing problem, giving you a fair and ethical quote for the work that's going to be done, and answering all of your questions. If any of the foregoing doesn't meet with your expectations and does not satisfy you for whatever reason, you can send that plumber home or on his way, and you won't pay a service charge. The other guy's going to hit you with a $150 bill, it probably, maybe even more. But that that's money that they get for not doing anything. What an hourly rate is. They come over to your place and spend 15 minutes or so assessing a plumbing job, maybe not that much, and you pay them 150 bucks. Getting into lawyers' rates on that. Don't fret it with Plum Tight Plumbing. It's always plumbing done right. 513-727-TIGHT. A-plus with the Better Business Bureau. 513-727-8483. Visit them online. PlumTight.com. 55KRC.com. 521. Good friend of mine lives in Cleves and forwarded me a notice that he wanted me to pass along to the residents of the village of Cleves. There's a public meeting tonight. Uh, it's going to be held at the Miami Township Town Hall next to the Dennis George Funeral Home on South Miami Avenue in downtown Cleves. Village Council is going to endeavor to explain why they need to place a 7.0 new money levy on the November 7th ballot next week. Residents encourage you to attend so they can make an informed decision on issue three. So that's a notice to my Cleves residents' friends. Apparently, uh, Cleves faced that's a huge, huge um, uh, levy there. Should be informed and know why you should or maybe shouldn't vote for it. Anyway, uh, we got 41 states suing Meta, Meta platforms, uh, claiming they intentionally built their products with addictive features harming youngsters. Uh, well, specifically Facebook and Instagram. This is like the new tobacco litigation. Uh, they say they knowingly marketed their products to users under the age of 13 who are barred from the platform by both Meta's policies and federal law. Behind the scenes, though, that they were targeting them, according to the allegations. Um, this after a multi-year investigation led by uh, two attorney generals, Jonathan Skirmetti of Tennessee, and, uh, who's a Republican, and Phil Weiser, a Democrat out of California. So it's a bipartisan team that was investigating this, and after the investigation and some endeavor, some Failed settlement talks with Meta let the litigation begin. It's a suit filed in federal court. Uh, Meta, they claim, has maximized the attention that teen users spend on the platform in ways the company knows come at the expense of their mental health. The suit says, and I'll quote, despite overwhelming internal research, this is why I emphasize some of this internal stuff, because the tobacco litigation was predicated on the idea that the tobacco companies, in spite of what they were telling you out loud, had internal research confirming that tobacco was harmful to your health. But for years, they said, no, 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 it's not bad for you, it's not bad for you, when internally, according to the documents and the allegations, 
they knew it was bad for you. So despite overwhelming internal research, independent expert analysis, and publicly available data that its social media platforms harm young users, Meta still refuses to abandon its use of known harmful features and has instead redoubled its efforts to misrepresent, conceal, and downplay the impact of those features on young users' mental and physical health. Specifically, the various attorneys general, 40 of them now, all joined into the lawsuit, uh, cite as part of their evidence internal meta-documents that were made public by a former employee named Francis Haugen. He took more than two or 20,000 screenshots of records about company research on its product and the potential harms. They were part of a, a journal expose, Wall Street Journal expose on Facebook files back, uh, it was articles back in 2021. So the lid got kind of blown off them with these internal records. Among those records, hundreds of pages of internal research into teen users' behavior and Meta's efforts to make the platform more alluring than it already is. Journal points out, based on focus group user experience work and surveys of hundreds of thousands of Instagram users, Meta's researchers concluded that for most users, social media likely didn't pose significant risk, but for a substantial minority of teens with existing mental health vulnerabilities, Instagram posed risks. One of the documents an Instagram research manager explained to a colleague, quote, teens told us that they don't like the amount of time they spend on the app, but feel like they have to be present. They often feel addicted, he wrote, and know that what they're seeing is bad for their mental health but feel unable to stop themselves. Problem, they say, most pronounced among young women. Quote, 32% of the teen girls said that they, when they felt bad about their bodies, Instagram made them feel worse. That according to researchers writing a summary of their work. Hmm. Citing the platform's Highlight reel, that's in quotes. Sensibilities and focus on users' bodies. The researchers concluded that comparisons on Instagram can change how young women view and describe themselves. Federal suit alleges the company offered false reassurances to parents and took steps to muzzle their own research staff. While specific examples of Meta's alleged cover-up are redacted in the filing, an interview with A.G. Weiser said that they included disbanding internal research teams and restricting employee access to data. He called those steps an effort by Meta to protect the business model of maximizing user engagement. So they know it's bad for kids. They market it intentionally to kids and they endeavor to make it even more addictive to kids. That's the sum and substance of the allegations. I'll let you decide whether you think it's appropriate. I think what they're doing is just, you know, the, the, all of this technology has allowed us to tap into, um, well, the deficiencies in the human psychology. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Our need to, what, to be loved or, or, or to interact or whatever is just completely twisted in this social media world. 
They've tapped into it. They know how to maximize it. They know how to make profit on it, but that's for damn sure. 526-55-KCD the talk station. Colin Electric. I was glad to have Colin Electric on my side when they installed my um, whole, whole home generator, which I needed the other day. Yeah, power went off. Generator went right on. That's perfect wiring from my perspective. It's <laughs> certainly the right connections in uh, my world. And that's all about what it called an electric with right connections. Uh, A-plus with the Better Business Bureau, family-owned and operated since 1999. You can count on Cullen. Andrew Cullen has a great team of electricians there for all your residential electric needs. So get a 10-year wiring warranty on anything they do for you, and they'll do it right. I can vouch for that. They've done it right in my home. I love the work that they've done. I can't tell you. I mean, I, I mention those can lights all the time, but for a home that didn't have any really overhead lighting, what an insane, awesome improvement that was. Anyway, I'm happy with it. Hey, listen, whether you like them or not, it made me happy, and they did a great job. Extremely efficient they are. So hire the team at Cullen Electric by calling 513-227-4112. 513-227-4112. More information online at Cullen, C-U-L-L-E-N, CullenElectricCincinnati.com. 55KRC, the talk station. 13 days... 531 at 55 Care CD Talk Station. A very, very happy Wednesday to you. One week from today, listener lunch, right? First of November, uh, coming down to the wire. Uh, last listener lunch before the election day, and uh, second last one for the year, we're going to be at Turf Club. Hope you can make it. Turf Club's open early for us because they normally open, I think, at four on a Wednesday. They're going to open up for us early, so please feel free to come and enjoy. Uh, the awesome surroundings at Turf Club, a great burger, or uh, they have wonderful fish, too. And the chicken is fantastic. Everything there at Turf Club is great. But the fellowship's what it's all about. Listener lunch next Wednesday. Let's go to the phone and see what Tom's got this morning. Tom, happy Wednesday to you, my friend. Hey, good morning. And when you get a burger at Turf Club, make sure you got plenty of napkins. Them bad boys are juicy. They are, yes, very juicy and huge. Rings are fantastic. Yes, best onion rings on the planet. My, my, they, that's... on and on and on. <laughs> <laughs> the deviled eggs, the drinks. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, lemon drop. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a guaranteed oh, lock on date night. That lemon drop. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, I'm going to change the subject uh, slightly here because it's, it, it all boils down to money eventually. But um, uh, I, as, uh, as I've mentioned, I'm a union carpenter, uh, Southwest Ohio Carpenters. And, the, um, uh, of course, that means I'm, uh, I'm in a pension plan. And uh, for many years, before COVID, for many years, uh, our plan was uh, financially struggling, as many around the country have been. And... Um, and obviously it was not struggling because of COVID, um, because obviously COVID hadn't happened yet. Right. Um, so along comes COVID, and then in 2021, along comes the American Rescue Plan Act. Right. Right. And, and so my plan, uh, the, the esteemed trustees of my plan, and uh, they had come up with a, an idea pre-COVID to fix the uh, pension plan. And basically, it boiled down to less benefit money for the members. Members that had already been retired had their benefit cut. Uh, we got notifications that this is what your your uh, your payment was going to be. But now, with our fix, this is what it's going to be now. And of course, it was less money. So again, along comes COVID and the American Rescue Act, and I get a letter in the mail uh, last week uh, saying that my plan 
had requested and received 180, about just about 183 million dollars. Yep. From the American Rescue Plan Act. So now all those fixes that had been put in place are now going to be undone. Yep. And uh, members who had been receiving benefits. Uh, less than what they were, are going to get a lump sum check, and we're all going to get notifications saying, oh, by the way, your payment is now going to be back to this and all that stuff. And, you know, I guess I should be like, yay, my pension's been fixed. But I'm sorry, I can't get over the fact that why is the federal government and therefore the taxpayers of the United States, non-union members or union members, non-union people, why are they responsible for a pension plan that was already in trouble before COVID under the guise of rescuing it because of COVID. Never let a, a never let a good crisis go to waste. And the Democrats saw this in the writing on the wall. COVID was the excuse for everything. And yes, that rescue plan bailed out cities all across this great land of ours. Democrat-run cities that were in the hole. It bailed out pension plans that had been improperly funded. You see, it was very convenient. Right. Very convenient. And, and and what do we do to to rescue all of these underfunded, uh, 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 overwhelmed cities? Well, I threw a bunch of money at them and went into debt, like five, an additional five or six trillion dollars. Yeah, absolutely ridiculous. You use the words unsustainable quite regularly. Yep, it's absolutely true. You cannot run your family like this. You cannot run a small business like this. But I guess when you own a couple of printing presses, you can run. The, uh, the United States of America like this, but it is not sustainable. It's going to catch up to us. It's already starting to catch up to us in different areas. And, and there are Republicans involved in this as well. This is oh. not a strictly Democrat issue, but obviously with a Democrat-led Senate at the time and a Democrat president and enough rhinos in the House, they got this through, and it's stupid. So with upcoming elections, definitely don't vote for rhinos. Let's get some there conservatives in there. What's that? I said, there you go. I was waiting for you to say, don't vote Democrat. I was going to add, and don't vote rhinos. So you stole my thunder on that one. That's what oh, we yeah, wanted to I, say. I mean, yeah. look, there, are guys with, there are guys with guys and gals with R in front of their name that have no business being there. At least have no business being called Republicans. And as always, Brian, don't vote Democrat. <laughs> have a great day. 536-55 Care City Talk Station. Love to hear from you, too. 513-749-5500-800-823 Talk. And you owe it to yourself to spend a few minutes of your time filling out a form or reaching out to Cover Cincy to see if uh, John Roman and the team at Cover Cincy can save you 30 to 60% off of your, well, maybe Obamacare policy or whatever your medical insurance policy is. Outrageously expensive and coverage nowhere to be found up front. How about being able to select your doctors, have coverage up front, and pay less for it? Doesn't seem even feasible, possible, or within the realm of uh, possibility. Well, it is. John Roman and his team do this all year long. And all year long is when you can reach them. There's no open enrollment period to reach out to cover Cincy to change your medical insurance. I know open enrollment is coming up for a lot of folks out there. So do yourself a favor. Look at what your employer is offering. You look at what you're facing with an Obamacare bill. And let cover Cincy Put a package together that can save you money and give you better coverage. It's worth a phone call to find out if you can save massive quantities of money. 30 to 60% off. Do the math on what your monthly nut is. John Roman, they have a team that also, after they get you your insurance policy, they're there to continue to help you. They are your agent. They work with a couple of hundred different insurance companies, but they represent you. So you got issues with your insurance, whether your benefit wasn't covered or you got a, a question mark about your explanation of benefits, you reach out to John and his team, they'll help you with it. Maybe you need to find the best physician with the best price. 
They'll help you find the best price physician, and uh, that's another service that they offer. Where else can you get this kind of service? So reach out to Cover Cincy online at CoverCincy.com. You can fill a form out there or call them during business hours at 513-800-CALL, 513-800-2255. 55 KRC. Don't let your dirty carpet spook you. Call one. 55 KRC, the talk station. Happy Wednesday. Going to go over to the phones. 513-749-5500-800-823. Talk. Looking forward to next Wednesday. Listener lunch. It's at Turf Club, as I mentioned, but also look forward to it because I'm going to be playing a game of cribbage, hopefully, with my submariner friend, retired military. Cribbage Mike, welcome to the show, my good friend. Good to hear from you. Happy Wednesday, sir. Yes, we will be there. Good, for good, good, good. Always enjoy that couple of observations about the issue one. Uh, yesterday, my VFW Memorial team uh, honors detail paid tribute to a deceased veteran, and the funeral home was in the center of Milford. So coming down the highway there, coming towards Copper Blue, I got to admit, it's the largest vote no one on issue one sign I've seen right in front of Copper Blue. <laughs> but the good story is and it was one o'clock, but still, and you know the size of that parking lot. There I was do. not one empty space there. Yeah, they got a, a they they got a lot of heat from the pro issue one folks for putting that sign up, and they obviously and you know as the story went that their employees quit, and they announced that they're not going to be able to be open for a couple of days because of that. And the response from people that are against issue one was overwhelming. So apparently, they got their employment issues resolved, and everybody wants to eat at Copper Blue. So that really worked to their benefit. They were there in full force, getting probably a sample of not your mother's meatloaf, my oh, favorite there. Great food. I, you know, I give Copper Blue props. I mean, if, you know, the, the food has always been great. I miss going there for listener lunch, but uh, I'm, I'm glad that they're uh, they're really doing well and survived that um, very, very brief protest. Good for them. Yes, sir. And I, I've already uh, voted because I work election day, so I, I vote early, and I asked the uh, in Claremont County, how the turnout's been, and she says it's akin to the last presidential election. <laughs> Hamilton County reported already they have three times the amount of votes banked already and absentee request uh, as opposed to the last off-year election. Now, I would like to be optimistic, but my biggest fear is we're going to have a repeat of the August constitutional uh, uh, ballot in that I think the, the bright red counties in Ohio will barely pass it. However, Cincinnati, Cleveland, Toledo and Columbus is going to push this across yep. instead of listening to the sage advice like Mr. Blackwell put out yesterday. I, I have the same concerns, my friend. I really, truly do. So, you know, statewide issues, you're dominated by Cleveland, Columbus, and uh, Cincinnati. Of course, those blue counties, they are. And you got Toledo to add on to it. And, of course, all the entire area around Cleveland, including Youngstown, is blue. Sadly so. But Claremont County, we know, is all red. So all those early votes are probably red votes. Thanks, Mike. Great hearing from you, my friend. We'll get one story in here in the stack of stupid before we take a break. Palm Coast man, Florida, taken to jail reportedly. I know, reportedly exposing himself to deputies on body camera video. Of course, Flagler County deputies arrested. Why are you doing that? Forty-year-old Sean Madden on charge of exposure of his sexual organs, assault on an officer, disorderly intoxication, alcohol, and resisting officer without violence following a confrontation happened on Sunday. Deputies called to Wedgwood Lane, Palm Coast. They got a report of a man acting belligerent and arguing with a woman in the roadway. Cops got there, found a shirtless man, identified as Madden, acting, in their words, in an aggressive manner, screaming and threatening to fight deputies. One deputy said, how much have you had to drink? You can hear, hear that in the body cam video. Madden response, let's go, let's go. I'm swinging on everybody. Deputy asked, what's going on, bud? Can we talk about it? Talk about what, he replied. 
What did I blanking do? I ain't brandishing brandishing S word. That's when he dropped his pants and then exclaimed, or and then asked, Where's my weapon? Surely I, well, maybe you can't see it. <laughs> Joe says, Lack of evidence. Shortly after that, he got on the ground and surrendered. The deputy's taken to the Flagler County Jail, later released on a two thousand dollar bond. Five forty five, fifty five care CD talk station. That's a typical Florida stack of stupid story, I'd say. Foreign exchange took care of my wife's car yesterday. We were having a real foreign exchange um, run here. Daughter's car got fixed last week. Uh, oil change, check engine light, that kind of stuff. Wife's car, check engine light, oil change, and transmission change. She's got a manual, and it needed to have the transmission fluid change. Coming up on 120,000 miles on my wife's German car. So all done to my satisfaction and a great price. Service is spectacular. Still haven't gotten the Honda back. That was supposed to happen to yesterday. Got parts issues. That's not Ford Exchange's fault. That is the basically supply chain realities for the Honda CRV and the specific very obscure part that I need. That notwithstanding, I know I'm going to get my Honda back, and it's going to be all great. It's the I got a full warranty on parts and service on everything, as will you. ASC certified tech, master technicians working on your car. They have your manufacturer's data, so you got nothing to worry about, including the software updates and resetting those check engine lights and the like. <clears throat> Greatest thing about foreign exchange, all things being equal. And I'm going to err on the side of foreign exchange being better than the dealer. You won't pay as much to get the work done. Save money. Don't sacrifice quality of service. Foreign X. ForeignTheLetterX.com. Westchester location is the one to go to. That's the Tylersville exit off 75. Two streets each. Hang a right on Kingland Drive. Tell them Brian said hi. 513-644-2626. 644-2626. 55KRC. Judge Napolitano Wednesday. Melissa Powers at 740 on Elder Scams. Talking about the Elder Justice Unit. Adam Kohler is in studio. Talk about issue 22. That's coming up at 705. Feel free to call. Otherwise, diving back into the stack is stupid. I go to uh, New Jersey. A 34-year-old man shot and killed a 47-year-old with the same first and last name as him. Happened in Camden, New Jersey. Jose O. Rivera. Killed. Jose G. Rivera happened at uh, quarter to one in the afternoon, October 15th. The men are not related, according to the spokesperson for the Camden County Prosecutor's Office. The older Rivera died of his injuries minutes later at an area hospital. Younger Rivera being held on unrelated charge when he was charged with the murder. Both men from Camden. Turning information wasn't available. That's all they got. (laughs) That's, That's the entirety of the story. So... One guy shot another guy. They happen to have the same name. No other details exist. Go to Stewart, Florida. Martin County Sheriff's deputies on Monday arrested a flight school student after they said he vandalized 10 airplanes at a place called the Treasure Coast Flight School, Witham Field, in Stewart, Florida. 23-year-old student from India named Sumba. Sumba. Boo. <laughs> you work on it. Joseph Smith, S-U-M-E-B-H, Sumabu. Last name Singh. I got. I can pronounce that one. Anyway, he got angry after school instructors wouldn't allow him to take a solo flight. <laughs> school officials called the Martin County Sheriff's or not Martin County Sheriff's officers after they saw Singh on a video going from plane to plane, causing damage to each of the aircraft. One plane's throttle was damaged. That was among the items that were damaged on the planes. Um, 
a guy that owns a different training school, a guy named Michael Lighton, was interviewed by local news there, WPTV. Uh, he said uh, he called it vindictive. Says he's never heard of a student sabotaging an airplane. He's been doing this since 1988. Said, I feel bad for the owner. Ten airplanes down like that, it's going to put a big kink in business because not only are, is that $1,000 to fix the plane, but three or four days of revenue, the plane doesn't fly. Mm, a lot of money. Planes grounded until mechanics can determine what damage was caused by each of the planes. Singh arrested at the field facing charges of felony criminal mischief. Additional charges, they say, are possible. Yeah, D-word. Yeah, that you could you can call him that, Joe. I think there'd be no objection to that. Definitionally speaking, I think you're probably accurate, depending upon which definition of D-word you are referring to. Let's go to the phone and see what Bobby's got. Bobby, happy Wednesday to you. Welcome to the show, my friend. Happy hump day, my brother. Faith flag, family, and firearms. If you've got all those, you always have freedom. Hope so. I don't want to test the theory, though, honestly. I don't want to be in a position where we have to do that. No, but be prepared. But. I got a crack in the window. The 72-hour window has a crack in it. Everybody better be prepared. Yeah. You get no argument more from me, pe- Bobby. More people, there's a lot more fatalities in the wintertime than in the summer. When you lose the power in the wintertime, what's everybody going to do except cry? You better be thinking. It's Think coming. Ahead. Think ahead. Rolling blackouts. Maybe intentionally so. Is that what you got for me today, Robbie? Well, we've got a lot of people in there all in our country, my brother. People need to be vigilant. And the one thing is, just say no. Don't get railroaded. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. People in this city of 300,000, stand up and don't let them tell you what you need to do. I'm with you on Think that. Think for yourself. Think for yourself. You know, they don't own you. They think they own you. There's 300,000 people in Cincinnati of voting age. I don't know how many there is, but I'll put it this way. Just say no. Don't let them sell your assets. Bunch of toe suckers. <laughs> and we know there's no flag for toe suckers, right, Joseph? Bobby, appreciate no it. Sound, sound advice from Bobby, which is what we always get from him. Appreciate it, my friend. We'll talk. Don't vote Democrat. We, we will talk soon. I know that. Uh, coming up at 556 55 the talk station. I'd like to talk to you as well. Feel free to call. Check out 55KRC.com, stream the audio, get your iHeartMedia app over there, and if you'd like to advertise on the 55KRC Morning Show, click on the link, and it'll take you to uh, how you do that. 55KRC.com, don't go away. we got a lot to talk about in the 6 o'clock hour, and then Adam Kohler returns to talk about Issue 22, to which Bobby was referring there. Uh, another firm no on uh, Issue 22. The details at 705. I'll be right back. Your 2024 election headquarters. A lot of people are focused on my age. Well, I get it. I know better than anyone. 55KRC, the talk station. The 55KRC, the talk station. Very, very happy Wednesday to you. 
Brian Thomas here, host of the 55KRC Morning Show. Always acknowledge Joe Strecker in the production booth where he belongs. Does a great job. Without Joe, the show don't go. As Ron Wilson regularly points out, Adam Kohler coming up in studio in an hour. He'll be talking about issue 22. Get it all out of our system before two, uh, the um, vote rapidly approaching it is. So uh, just trying to get the information out to folks. And I think the more people find out about issue 22, the less likely it is they're going to vote for it. It's just absolutely, you know, to the point Bobby made in the last um last a tail end of the last segment say no and don't in the, the the exclamation point on is don't give politicians 1.6 billion dollars to play with who thinks that's a good idea have to have Pearl and the Democrats who dug themselves into a $400 million hole or maybe a $109 million hole, depending upon which moment in time um, you want to hear an assessment of what the outstanding obligations are uh, with regard to maintaining infrastructure in the city of Cincinnati. There's a great point that was made yesterday in talking about issue 22. Todd Zinza was on the program. We're going to hear from Adam Kohler coming up in an hour. Last year, when Aftab Perval was campaigning, he said there was $109 million in outstanding infrastructure that needed to be dealt with. How did it turn into $400 million? I think the answer is they went around, and this was suggested by Todd, to all the departments and said, let me know what your outstanding needs are. And then they added it all up and came up with, I don't know, $300, $400, $500 million. It depends on where you're looking and who you're listening to, to get some semblance of understanding about how much outstanding infrastructure there is to be done. But the fact that they ratcheted it up from last year, they went from 109 or 10 or whatever to $400 million, which is what Aftab was saying in the campaign before they pulled the plug on him. This is an obvious admission of failure. You know, if the Democrats could look back and point to Republican administrations in the city of Cincinnati and say, well, look, they, we, they fell asleep on their watch. When's the last time Republicans held court in the city of Cincinnati? We didn't come up with $400 million in a hole overnight. No, it's been through multiple administrations, all of which were controlled by Democrats. So anyway, optics are obviously terrible on that one. We're going to hear more about it coming up while we have the opportunity to talk about it. Just doing our best here on the 55KRC Morning Show, um, Joe and I, and guys like Adam Kohler, Todd Zinser, and Christopher Smitham, and all the other folks that come on to educate the voters to help make an informed decision. Got to be informed before you walk in the polls. Uh, Power you. We're going to hear from Alyssa Powers at 740. Elder scams. Special place in hell for people who rip off seniors. Right behind people who molest children. Both in the same wing of hell. Enjoy it when you get there. 805, we got a late edition, but a welcome edition. Matt Damaris from Vets and Brews got an uh, event he wants everybody to know about. He's going to be on at 805 to talk about that. It's just a great cause. Buy veterans a beer, and then uh, the rest of the proceeds go to help uh, the veteran organization that makes the um, uh, the flags, handcrafted flags and crosses and other items in uh, out of wood over in northern Kentucky. We've had them on the program, too. So everybody, everybody benefits from this. And it's going to be a good time, the event he's going to be telling us about. That's at 8.05. Judge Anna Napolitano, Biden war in the Constitution. Yes, the Constitution does his provisions when it comes to the declaration of war. And we, well, I'm, go back to the comments I made earlier about um, U.S. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken talking, putting, saying there's a red line, basically. Said we're going to react swiftly and decisively if Iran or its proxy forces attack the United States, which just happened again yesterday. Prior to his statement, I, I, 
We got uh, 10, 13 total attacks on U.S. bases in Iraq and three, uh, 10 total on the U.S. bases in Iraq, three on the U.S. base in Southeast Syria. All happened between October 17th and yesterday. After yesterday's attack, that's when Blinken comes out saying that we will react swiftly and decisively if Iran directly or its proxy forces, i.e. indirectly, attack U.S. personnel. I, and again, uh, what does act decisively mean? Are we going to go into an all-out ground war with Iran? Do we have to have direct evidence that Iran instructed one of its proxies to attack U.S. forces? Uh, good questions, Brian. None of them answered. All right. We're uh, going over com- something completely different since Halloween's fast approaching. Oh, and uh, as insofar as Halloween, I, 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 sort of a, a related point. I saw in Yahoo uh, uh, Finance yesterday, cocoa prices soared to their highest in 44 years. Not sure if we felt the full impact of cocoa on our Halloween candy prices, but had a caller the other day pointing out Halloween candy has gone through the roof. And uh, I feel sorry for those folks in those really popular neighborhoods. People get busloads of kids dropped off from far and wide because of the concentration of housing. You gird your loins if you haven't bought your candy yet. Anyway. Maybe you just need to cancel Halloween. That's what New Jersey, a New Jersey school district did. Why? In the name of equity. They canceled official school-wide Halloween celebrations. This is the South Orange and Maplewood School District, SOMSD. Dr. Ronald Taylor, the superintendent of SOMSD, sent a letter to families on October 6th telling them why celebrations of Halloween in the district must be held after school hours. As you know, Ron wrote, SOMSD is committed to promoting diversity, equity, and inclusion meaningfully. Well, you know when he leads off with something like that, you're going down a terrible road. Anyway, not just saying the words, but also promoting an inclusive school. Our aim is to build a a consistent approach across the district as to how our schools observe and celebrate holidays and special events. Each year, questions arise from families, students, and staff about what SOMSD schools will be doing regarding Halloween. Is promoting school-sponsored Halloween activities creating an indirect and unintentional financial hardships for students and families? Do school-sponsored Halloween activities violate the dignity of some of our students and families, either culturally or religiously? Does the promotion of school-sponsored Halloween activities create tensions with the equity and access values of SOMSD? Pause for a moment and ask yourself what in the hell that means. Does the promotion of school-sponsored Halloween, does Halloween create tensions with the equity and access values of the school district? Jerry, do you know what that means? Absolutely not. Ultimately, he continued, it was determined that I know this may make some uncomfortable and elicit some challenges across our community. However, in the end, I feel these recommendations align with SOMSD's commitment to building equity. You know what? I think they have a contest to see how many times they can get that word in any given statement and under any circumstance. Equity. You've got to have equity in there at least four times. You're missing an equity. So... um the, uh, the the district's website, it's reported, I got, got the information from Vox News, said, said the principals, multiple principals surveyed on whether school-sponsored Halloween celebrations should continue or be replaced with a festival that is focused on 
autumn. Do you think there are going to be equity issues if uh, if they have an autumn festival and people start showing up dressed as leaves? All of us realize that this breaks with what the district has usually done, and that can be a difficult thing to do sometimes. According to the Assistant Superintendent of Access and Equity, they've got one of those. There's a guy that has a position, Dr. Kevin Gilbert, assistant, meaning there's another one, Assistant Superintendent of Access and Equity. Often working to instill greater equity in our district begins with recognizing that we cannot do what we have always done. But with this decision, we are taking a step closer to upholding our community's access and equity values. How many times have I said the word equity with the statements from two guys? And then move over to the children. You can't celebrate Halloween. You cannot participate in Halloween activities. There will be no fun on our watch. And I've run into religious people who disagree with the concept of celebrating Halloween. I know religious people who disagree with the concept of celebrating Christmas. And there are arguments to be made for those. I get it. Don't celebrate. Don't participate. How is that going to cause you a problem? Everybody else dresses up. You can look down your nose at them and say, this is an abomination. This is not Christ-like. No one's forcing anybody to participate, but why not allow the concept to happen? How is a young person going to necessarily feel bad or not? I, I don't know. And who gets offended by Halloween anyway? I mean, in the final analysis, is this something that you really want to, you know, draw a red line over? But if you're going to do it, if you're going to ban it, please come up with something better than Access and equity. Because if you do use those words, you're going to have to provide a little more context and a little greater detail and and explanation for people like me who aren't woke, who really have no blanking idea about what you're talking about. Bottom line, quote, we will not have any Halloween-themed events at any SOMSD schools during school hours. No costumes will be worn during school hours at our SOMSD schools. Bubble of fun burst. 616-55 KRC Talk Station. Well, I guess it shouldn't come as a surprise to me. They canceled Christmas a long time ago at schools. We do a winter celebration now. So Halloween officially canceled. 616-55 KRC the Talk Station. Odor Exit. Had Deb from Odor Exit on yesterday. Apparently people don't listen to Deb and believe her, but they believe me. And thank you for that. I do appreciate that you're believing me because I wouldn't steer you wrong. That's my commitment to my listeners. If I'm recommending something, it is a product that I would recommend to my mom. I always like to say that because I love my mom, and I wouldn't steer my mom wrong. Would you steer your mom wrong? Odor Exit, I use the products as well. I have over over the years many, many times. Hate to have to admit it, but we everybody's got smells to deal with. Pet odors, human odors, mold, mildew. It doesn't matter what it is. Odor Exit has a product that will get rid of it. And Deb confirmed, which is something you can read yourself. Go to OdorExit.com, where if you put Brian, B-R-I-A-N, in the coupon code, she's going to knock 15% off your order. $30 order or more gets 15% off at OdorExit.com. You read the guarantee. It's 100% satisfaction guarantee. Use the product as directed. And if it doesn't get rid of the smell, you get all your money back, including shipping. So you have nothing, literally nothing to lose except the odor. And you will lose the odor. O-D-O-R-X-I-T. No E. Odorexit.com. 55KRC. Now you can relive the greatest moments. It's 621. 
Happy hump day to you. Listener lunch next Wednesday at Turf Club. Hope to see you there. And uh, real quick here, I promised my friend I would about once an hour we're going to do this. Uh, it's very important. Contextually, it's even more important because I did get a little bit of context on it. Uh, and this is something that very well could impact you. I'm not sure if there are tax levies uh, in, in other jurisdictions, but the Village of Cleves residents are going to be a public meeting tonight at the Miami Township Town Hall right next to the Dennis George Funeral Home on South Miami in downtown Cleves. Village Council is there to explain why they need a 7 mil levy that's coming up on the November 7th ballot. A short period of time before you get a chance to vote on that. That's a huge levy. So... Put them to the test and get there and ask them why the hell they need such a large levy. Uh, residents encouraged to attend so they can make an informed decision on issue three in the village of Cleves. And uh, the context was placed on it. I, I got a, a text message from my friend. It is additional money. This is new money. Seven mil levy passed by council before the reevaluation process, the assessment process. Your houses are now worth a lot more. My friend's house is worth $100,000 more than it was before the reassessment. So the village passes the, uh, you know, the, the levy that's on the ballot before the reassessment. Everybody gets their tax bill or their tax bill, or the reassessment bill. And they're like, holy cow. That's going to really have an impact on my taxes. Uh, yeah, probably will. So be informed, stay informed. Uh, let us see here. Related to absolutely nothing. But since I was just going over the bad crap insanity of canceling Halloween in schools, kids can't have any fun anymore. Uh, American Civil Liberties Union quite often misguided in their uh, their litigation. This one is crazy. Tennessee law prohibits a person from knowingly giving someone HIV. You know you have HIV and you have it. And you then go and have intimate contact without first letting your intimate contact partner know that you have the disease and obtaining consent. It is unlawful to do that. It's a tort. You've got a disease. You know you have it. If you give it to someone, you don't let them know you have it, you are going to be found liable. You can be civilly liable for damages. So sometimes there's civil liability and sometimes there's criminal liability and sometimes there's, uh, you know, first civil liability and then the, they, they, in their infinite wisdom, the uh, powers that be go ahead and pass a law embodying in the criminal code similar activity. It's like you have the right to breach a contract. There's no criminal law that says you can't breach a contract, like, for example, a business contract. But if you breach the contract, the person who's been harmed by your breach can sue you. Fine. That's fine. In this particular case, you can't give someone, knowingly give someone HIV. It's part of the criminal code now as well. There's another law in Tennessee prohibiting a person who knows they have HIV from engaging in prostitution, soliciting prostitution, or being intimate and intimate in a house of prostitution. It's the same thing. You're a prostitute. You're having sex for money. If you know you have HIV, that is criminal. American Civil Liberties Union are suing the state over those laws. We are suing Tennessee for their aggravated prostitution statute that targets people with HIV with harsh punishment and lifetime sex registration. This law is unconstitutional, and here we go. Why am I reading this? Unconstitutional and disproportionately affects blacks and transgender women. Huh? How does a law that reads on its face equally applying to every single person, i.e., You have HIV, you know you have it, you have sex with someone without first informing them. 
Joe, do you hear a, 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 a color component or a transgender component in that all day long? Yeah, I maybe I just missed it. Instead of criminalizing HIV, which this statute doesn't criminalize HIV. I love the way they spin this. Instead of criminalizing HIV, which disproportionately targets people who are already socially and financially marginalized, maybe that's true or not, I don't know. But they're not criminalizing HIV. They're criminalizing the conduct of knowingly having sex with someone when you know you have HIV and you don't let them know about it. 625, 626, 55KRC, the talk station. I'd like to see him lose that one. Chimney Care Fireplace and Stove. Great folks. Chimney Care Fireplace and Stove. Um, Jeff Kiefer has a terrific crew of trained, uh, licensed chimney sweeps. They, they inspect your chimney with a camera. And quite often, it's water damage. Matter of fact, they find water damage is a problem that most homeowners aren't even aware of. And they're in there inspecting it to see if there's a creosote buildup. They're also looking for other problems in your chimney. And you may very well have a water problem going on there. It's one of the reasons why you should have your chimney inspected annually. Make sure you don't have a chimney fire. You don't suffer from a carbon monoxide exposure. Chimney care fireplace and stove reminding you, check the batteries in your your, uh, smoke detectors. And please... Please get a CO2, CO2 detector, the deadly silent killer CO, uh, or carbon monoxide. Uh, let us see, not CO2, carbon monoxide. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. CO, one oxygen molecule, Brian. They also have the Evergreen Wood Stoves on sale. Uh, This sale is over on Halloween Day. It's $2,600 for this amazing wood stove insert. But you get a 30% tax credit when you're doing your taxes next year. So an amazing discount. Thanks to the federal government trying to tell you what you probably should do anyway. But chimney care fireplace and stuff, you definitely should get your chimney inspected. Have them do your dryer vent as well. That dryer vent gets clogged up, and uh, you might have a carbon monoxide exposure with that as well. Chimney care fireplace and stove enjoys an A-plus with a better business bureau. They do everything, inspection, evaluation, cap and damper replacement, chimney waterproofing, gas fireplace and pellet stove service and repair. Literally everything, including tuck pointing. Stop by the showroom located at 413 Ward's Corner Road. Check out that evergreen stove. Tell them I said hi if you do. And call for the inspection and give them my regards as well. It's 513-248-9600. 248-9600 online. ChimneyCareCo.com. 55 KRC. Here it is, your first one of weather forecast. Clouds today, chance of rain, 74 overnight, 57 with clouds. Clouds tomorrow, chance of rain, 77. Mm-hmm. 76 with clouds on Friday. 59 right now, time for traffic update. From the UC Health Traffic Center, mammograms save lives. Schedule your annual mammogram with UC Health by calling 513-584-PINK. That's 513-584-PINK. Highway traffic in pretty good shape. Northbound 275, though. Watch out for some debris in the roadway. Left and center lanes between the Milford Parkway and 28. Southbound 75, not a problem as of yet through the construction near Sharon. Northbound 75, doing fine at Kyle's. Chuck Ingram on 55KRC, the talk station. Six thirty-one, fifty-five KRC, the Fox Station. Happy Wednesday. 
Brian Thomas, can I go to the phones? 513-749-5500-800-823 Talk in the order which they received. Chuck, welcome to the program. Thanks for calling. Oh, good morning. You're very welcome. Thank you for being on the air. Oh, thanks, man. Um, the HIV issue, uh, is that law even needed? Depend on the state. If someone were to knowingly have HIV and have intercourse with someone, wouldn't they be guilty to some degree of assault or that, reckless yeah. endangerment? Well, you could make the argument, but obviously putting it specifically in the statute that you have, you it's solidified in law, so you don't have to go into court and, and make the argument under some other related criminal complaint. You would be civilly liable, as I pointed out already. I don't even think there need to be a law in the books because that's just a plain old-fashioned tort. Um, you harm someone, you knew the information, and, uh, and and you gave them a disease. So, you know, civil liability right there. Criminal liability, you might have to shoehorn it into something on there. So they just avoided the shoehorning problem and made it a specific statement. It should be any sexually transmitted disease. Honestly, syphilis, gonorrhea, HIV. Um, I think the problem with HIV is obviously there's no cure. Um, and soon, with the uh, w- with antibiotic resistance, syphilis, and gonorrhea, there may need be no cure for those either. So that would fall equally under this particular uh, section where it's specifically identified. And it may very well be in the books. All I saw was the reporting on it mentioning HIV and that the uh, ACLU was going to try to find it unconstitutional for the reasons I mentioned earlier. But, yeah, don't, don't do that, right? <laughs> it's like... Right. They're, they're, go ahead. I think the ACLU is wasting money and time. Yeah, but it's other people's money. They're like the government. They get a lot of people making donations into their coffers, Chuck, and that keeps them all employed. Appreciate it. Well, maybe they have such a surplus they had to find a place to spend it. Probably. Probably try to maintain their relevance. But obviously, I don't think something like that does the organization any good whatsoever, at least in terms of optics and trying to get more people to make donations. Whatever. Their problem. And I, I predict that they'll lose in court on that argument. Again, on its face, has nothing to do with race. Maybe it's an equity-based lawsuit. Let's see what Westside Jim's got today. Westside, welcome to the program, my friend. Good morning, Brian. To, to all those reasons, man, it's a great, it's a great thing not to be in the dating game anymore, isn't it? Oh my God! I mean, God, can you imagine just going to a bar and and wondering when you try to pick somebody up what they've got? Yeah. It's it's scary, man. It's scary. (laughs) And if you look at the statistics on the percentage of the population that has any given sexually transmitted disease, whoa, really, really, really frightening. CDC's got that information out there. I'll let people go out and do their own research on it. But um, as been the case many, many times when I talk to cancer doctors about uh, um, uh, cervical cancer, it's a consequence of HPV, human papillomavirus. And uh, any doctor will tell you pretty much anybody who has ever been sexually active at any time in their life was exposed to HPV, which is scary in and of itself. Hey, but I wanted to talk. uh, You got Adam coming on in about uh, 30 minutes from now. And you guys got a lot more important things to talk about. But the groundswell and the grassroots effort. When I sent you that picture, I know you saw it, that 85 foot long banner. That's hanging down next to the expressway. How do you think those council people and the mayor, when they go driving down downtown today for the next two weeks, are going to look at that thing and go, wow. They're going to call up Norfolk Southern and say, hey, we need more money. We, we, we need more advertising money. We need more flyers. We need more commercials on. I mean, I've, I've never seen something like that. A lot of signs put out there, the four by eight signs and this and that, but an 85-foot-long banner. 
That's incredible. Hey, um, do you know who funded that or who was responsible for putting that one up? Well, I know who made it, and yes, kind of. It was Pete Whitty, of course. And um, there was Sean Baker has been involved in this, a Democrat, strong Democrat. Um, and that, that part of the party, it's, it's one of those packs. I'm sure somewhere on that banner they have to put you know, the funding on it. Um, it's on the signs that we've been playing it pretty good. So, but I would say that's, that's probably one of those packs that have done it. It's not Todd's and it's not, um, Adams. So it's gotta be the third one. I'm not, so in other words, I'm not, I'm not positive hundred percent, but that's, I do know that he would, he made it to sign up. Yeah. I mean, to put you on the spot. I'm just wondering if you knew who was uh, responsible. Cause that is a huge, huge, uh, sign. There's no question about yeah. it. Yeah. So, no, no, I can't uh, honestly say, and I'm not going to guess and put somebody on the spot. Well, I just... So, good, good luck with Adam. I mean, he. I wish he was a little bit more excitable. <laughs> you should see that. I know it's kind of boring sometimes looking at videos. That 30-minute video from our uh, club meeting is incredible. I mean, the guy is just... Uh, it's gotten to the point where if Sansa happens to beat Landsman, which he will, because Orlando Sanza is just the best, man. He's, he's so good. He is a then great there's candidate. Opening, there's an opening for the Ohio Central Committee um, that they're talking to Adam about possibly running for that seat. No kidding. Can you see him up in Columbus with with the way he is? Can you see him in one of the meetings? It's not going to be a regular harump harump. It's going to be uh, quite exciting to watch him in, in action. Yeah, maybe a little, maybe like Jim Jordan esque. Oh my God, they're they're pretty close. Yeah. yeah, I would say that on a local basis. Yeah, well, fingers crossed that for that outcome. Um, yeah, he's uh, he's proven himself to be uh, a good guy, right on the money and uh, on, on everything. So, well, so good luck with Adam. Thank you, I appreciate it, Jim. You got, am I going to see you uh, listener lunch next Wednesday at, at Turf Club? Of course. Good. Put a smile on my face. And then you'll see me at the next one, too, of course, at uh, Ron's Roost. Ron's Roost. That's our last one. First week of uh, first Wednesday in December. And that's our closeout for the year. So hope to see everybody there. Put it on your calendar. Mark it, dude. Great to, see, great to hear from you, Jim. Have a wonderful day. 637-55KRC, the talk station. Give John Ryan a call to have your kitchen remodeling. The kitchen remodeling specialist, Prestige Interiors, is John's company. Prestige123.com is where you find them online. Check out the before and after pictures. And trust me, that is not all the kitchens. Those are not all the kitchens that John has done. It's just a illustrative sample of what he's able to do. Big kitchens, small kitchens, large projects, small projects, countertop replacement, cabinet replacement, gutting the whole thing, anything in between. He's got all kinds of great ideas, having done so many kitchens over his way more than 30 years experience remodeling almost exclusively kitchens. He's with you every step of the way from the initial sit down and design through final installation. One stop. You don't have to deal with anybody except John. He makes everything happen and it works. Work for us. I know it'll work for you. A-plus of the Better Business Bureau, Prestige123.com. It's 513-247-0229, 247-0229. 55KRC. Why is iHeartRadio the number? 642, 55KRC, the talk station. As Jim confirmed, Adam Kohler in studio on issue 22 up at the top of the hour news. Hey, anybody uh, paid attention to the reporting from the southern border? We have a bit of a problem there, how porous it is. Seven million people or so over the last couple of years coming to the country. 
with encounters, and you can add, a, I don't know how many million more that uh, have the, the Godaway. We don't know if they're terrorists or not. We found uh, a couple of hundred people on the terror watch list that we actually encountered. How many people on the terror watch list got, uh, got through as Godaways? Biden administration not doing anything about it. Now Texas has to had to file a lawsuit against the Biden administration filed yesterday in an effort to stop federal agents from cutting the state's razor wire. They're in desperation mode in Texas. Razor wire is very effective at keeping people from entering a particular area. That stuff is really, really, really dangerous. So it's a quick, effective way of getting people away from certain areas where there are no border walls. I know I'm stating the obvious here, but to get them to funnel in where they will have an encounter with a border agent. This isn't to suggest they're stopping the people from coming in the country. We know they're not because the numbers reported by Customs and Border Patrol officials are outrageous. That's why cities are having the problems that they face. There's not being stopped. But the point of this, this, this barricade is to make sure that people go in through areas where Customs and borders of Border officials will be present. So I guess they can DNA check them or give them a, a, an ankle monitor or give them their free cell phone. Put them on a bus. Take them where they want to go. But if you can't build a giant wall that's going to be permanent, it's effective and quick and comparatively inexpensive way of controlling the border. Lawsuit filed in federal court uh, accusing the Biden administration of undermining the state's border security effort. Ken Paxton, Texas Attorney General, quote, the Texas has a, the sovereign right to construct border barriers to prevent the entry of illegal aliens. Concertina wire is what it's called. They started in May it went after Title 42 ended. Migrant and environmental advocates quickly raised concerns over the damaging effects of razor wire. Hmm. Raising concerns over the damaging effects of an unregulated influx of people overwhelming the United States resources. Something's got to be done for it. But anytime you somebody goes it alone and tries to stop the problem, tries to address the problem, the federal government, oh, no, no, you're interfering with our grand designs for, I don't know, repopulating or uh, the, the United States of America. There was a statistic read the other day. Uh, there has been an illegal immigrant, one illegal immigrant in the country for every U.S. citizen born during that period of time for every birth. Now, that's that every birth, whether the person birthing the baby is a U.S. citizen or not, that is an anchor baby. So they're considered a citizen of the United States. So all the brand new births during the period of time that migrants have, have been coming into the country, any, as many migrants as new births in America. That's a problem. Complaint states, by cutting Texas's concertina wire, the federal government has not only illegally destroyed property owned by the state of Texas, it has also disrupted the state's border security efforts, leaving gaps in Texas's border barriers and damaging Texas's ability to effectively deter illegal entry into its territory. Federal government will have none of that. 645. Do you think it might be different under a different administration? I would like to think the federal government, if it had any interest in securing the border and it didn't have the money itself to do it or there wasn't the will in Congress to do it, they might welcome a different administration. The idea of a state going it alone and taking care of the matter for the federal government, who's clearly not doing its job. 646, 55KRCD talk station. Get in touch with Peter Shabria, Keller Williams, Seven Hills, and his team. Amazing real estate agents they are with all kinds of different programs to help you uh, smooth it out.
in terms of quicker sale. Get rid of your house in no time. Call Peter and say, I don't want to go with the traditional method. Would you make me a cash offer? They'll do that. Within 48 hours of seeing your property, they give you a cash offer. And you can close basically less than three weeks from the moment you contact Peter Shabri. Move on with your life. Love it or leave it. This is hilarious. If, if, if you work with Peter Shabri and his team to find a home and you buy it, within the first year, if you feel for any reason you're not happy with it, you just wake up one day and say, nah, don't like the place, they will sell it for free. No commission. They, they, they follow up on their obligation to you. You're, you're their client, and they'll take great care, uh, care of you. Check out the programs. You can do that at 708-3000. Learn more about the Shabri Group at Keller Williams Seven Hills, and then call him. The only real estate agent I would ever call if I needed to buy or sell a home. Peter Shabri's good man. He's got great people there. 708-3000.com or call him at 513-708-3000. 55 K R C the talk station. 13 days of Halloween penance. 650 55KRC the talk station. Happy Wednesday. Feel free to call. Got a couple minutes left in this hour. 513-749-5500-800-823. Talk. Let's go to the phone and see what Joe's got this morning. Joe, thanks for calling and happy Wednesday to you, my friend. Likewise, Brian. Uh, I'm calling in today to get some thoughts on why am I hearing so many commercials for this issue one and fa- in favor of issue one on radio, local channels, but I'm not hearing too much against it. And another thing I like to know is, can you show any kind of like graphic um, images of ab- what what abortion's all about, so people are more informed and can really see the of it all. Well, I suppose one could go down that road. I have seen uh, advocates against abortion have uh, showing, you know, pictures of aborted fetuses. It's it's really it's it's disgusting, bile inducing to look at. Um, I think some you know uh, anti-abortion advocates question whether that is an appropriate thing to do, given that that was a live baby there that they are showing. But in terms of why there are so many ads running, I mean, the answer is simple: money. The, this is a well-funded, well-funded campaign to change the Constitution of Ohio. They had to pay a lot of money to signature gatherers to get the issue on the ballot in the first instance. And they did pay a ton of money. Think of the George Soros's of the world. Why they want to abort babies, why they want to you know, encourage women to get abortions or let people get late-term abortions in spite of the fact that that's a, you know, a viable baby outside the womb that could exist. I don't know. I don't understand it. You have to get inside the head of one of those people. But they've got a lot of money. There's not a well-organized, well-funded campaign in, in, in opposition to issue one. I would argue that there should be. I mean, the Catholic Church, last time I checked, uh, Joe, has a lot of money, and they are dogmatically and doctrinally against abortion, in spite of the fact that many Catholics themselves might be in favor of abortion on some level. They could fund a campaign saying vote no on issue one. Um, but getting the people together, organizing the funds, putting a political action committee together, it all takes organization and most fundamentally money. And the left has a lot of money. There are a lot of globalist leftists that are willing to throw their millions. George Soros, first and foremost, comes to mind. Um, but he's not the only one. You got Bloomberg out there throwing all of his fat bank at, uh, any gun law out or any, uh, any, uh, Second Amendment advocates out there and, States are in favor of protecting your Second Amendment right. You're going to get a hell of a battle from the Bloomberg folks. So, comes down to money, my friend. 
And, you know, I just be, I'm, I'm against issue one, but you know, there they go. They're running pro-issue one campaigns on my radio program. Why? Because if you come in here with a check, you're going to be able to buy advertising. That's in the final analysis. But it doesn't stop me from being critical of that ad. And every time I hear that one that we just heard, families, this has, this issue one takes families out of the equation. That's the point of it. I mean, that just bothers me to no end that you can spin something. So it's, it, it is a demonstrable lie that this somehow interferes with families when as someone who wants to get an abortion, is they're, they're entitled to do that without any opportunity for mom and dad to chime in on the subject. I'm talking about minors here, of course. Adults, you can do what you want. But I, I go back to my daughter just in my mind, and she's a, an emancipated adult. She can do whatever she wants. But, you know, if she was a teen and regardless of any family's position on abortion, I've said this so many times, I'm blue in the face over. Regardless of where you are on abortion, don't you want to be there? Are you sure that even if you're a pro-abortion mom and dad, that your young person, your daughter, would reach out to you under those circumstances and talk with you about what happened, what she experienced to become pregnant? And again, abusive boyfriend comes to mind. But then there's also this just horrific reality of human trafficking. And this is one of the most horrific things in the, in the discussion. When you think about Planned Parenthood, if someone has been a victim of human trafficking, their pimp is going to take them into a place like Planned Parenthood to get the baby aborted. Planned Parenthood has an obligation, I would argue, to involve the family members. This person is a victim of human trafficking. Quite often, Planned Parenthood is aware of that. Don't you think they should bring the authorities in? Don't you think Health and Human Services or some organization should be brought in to deal with what's going on behind the scenes that led that young person to become pregnant? I mean, it's a statutory rape comes to mind. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. That's a crime. And it's a crime even if it was a consensual relationship. You have sex with someone under a certain age. Uh, I'm sorry. Even if that uh, the, the, the underage person consented to it... <laughs> It ain't consent when someone is that young and doesn't have the faculties and the information that allows them to make an informed decision on consent. That screams for law enforcement involvement. This will take all of that out of the equation completely. All of it. It's a bridge too far, even for pro-abortion people. I'm appealing to pro-abortion people. Come on. You want to take another bite at the apple and have something that you know enshrines abortion on some more modest level? Go ahead and have a crack at that. You'll be able to make a better argument. But the way it reads now, sorry. And then there's that view that it can be expanded to include transgender surgeries and things, again, for minors. A bridge too far. 656-55 Care City Talk Station. Coming up, the return of Adam Kohler, issue 22, subject matter. And then we're going to be talking to Melissa Powers at 740 on elder scams. Stick around. Be right back. Your 2024 election headquarters. Biden puts China first, Mexico first, Ukraine first. 55 KRSE, the talk station. Paid for by...
Just shy of 7.06 here at 55 Care City Talk Station. Wishing you a happy Wednesday. Brian Thomas also happy to have in studio Adam Cole, where we're continuing our uh, analysis of and breakdown of issue 22. Of course, extremely important. City of Cincinnati owns a railroad. We had uh, Todd Zinzer back on the show yesterday for a, a couple of segments. Todd breaking it down. Uh, he did a very effective job of that. Hope you were able to listen to the podcast on that. If you're a resident of the city of Cincinnati, it's an unbelievably important vote. This railroad generates a ton of revenue for the city. By selling it, though, you put it in jeopardy. And uh, returning to the 55 KRC Morning Show to talk about that, Adam Kohler, it's good to have you back in my studio yeah, today. Yeah, Brian, great to, ha- great to be back. Thanks for uh, thanks for having me on. Uh, pleasure to be on. Uh, you know, I just was getting ready to say that it puts, it, it, the stock market doesn't always make money, right? No. So before we no. get to, you know, do we get enough, is $1.6 billion an accurate figure? And the more I talk about it with people in the know, the less I think it is for a multitude of reasons. But, you know, if that principle doesn't generate money in any given year. And I can remember several years in my lifetime where that happened, when the stock market collapses. You look at your 401k balance and you like wake up one day and it, it evaporated by 25%. Oh, yeah. You know, and, and if you put $1.6 billion in, a, in an account invested in the stock market, among other things, I'm sure it's going to be a you know diversified account, blah, blah, blah. But if you did it the day before one of those market crashes, that $1.6 billion immediately gets eviscerated to some extent, let's say 25%. Yeah. You've eaten into the principal. You're not going to get generated earnings that year, which will allow the city then to dip into the principal. That's kind of what a lot of people think they want to do is dip into that principle and do stuff. And I, I hear stuff from a lot of proponents. I mean, I, you know, I, ever since I started this whole campaign with these, you know, with all of our, our friends, uh, Justin Jeffrey, Todd Zinzer, uh, you know, we've, we've gotten to these Twitter debates with people who all seem to have something to gain from this. Oh. We've got a big, you know, uh, streetcar proponent who seems to love to comment on our stuff. And I, I got, I kind of, have to keep reminding this guy you're not going to get the money right up front this is supposed to go into a trust and you're supposed to according to their plan get 20 250 million dollars right they were going to invest in infrastructure over the next 10 years which is 25 million dollars a year which is what we get now and the wild thing is is they've already offered us 37 and a half million dollars a year with an inflationary escalator on the lease of four percent I guess it, 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 that was at the point that the, the, the negotiations broke down to continue the lease because the city was asking for, what, $65 million annually? That's right. And they came back with, no, 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 no. And the most they ever offered was 36 plus uh, cost of living increase, plus basically. The, yeah, was it kind of CPI Inflation increase. adjustment. Yeah, inflation yeah. adjustment. Uh, and so that's when they pivoted over to offering cash sale. That's right. But think about this, Brian. And a lot of people aren't talking about this. If Norfolk Southern went to a bank... And said, hey, we want to borrow 1.6, which is probably what they'll have to do. What does it cost to service that debt? Well, I called a, a buddy of mine at one of the big Fortune 500s downtown, and they have the same credit rating, which is double A credit rating, as Norfolk Southern. I said, and he's an accountant, I said, how much would it cost you guys to borrow that money? He said, about 5.5%. That would be $90 million a year to service that debt. So they've got $37 million that they offered us, but they're willing to pay a bank. Ninety million dollars to service the debt. Wow, that seems um, kind of a rather interesting elephant in the room when it comes to the amount that we're expecting to get off of the one point six billion, which isn't 
90. No. So, so if it went to arbitration, you know, this is what we hear. Oh, we're going to lose, you know, the rail line's going to sit empty. We've heard all kinds of wild, you know, things. Norfolk Southern runs 30 trains a day out of the 100. This is from the research I found. From the 100 that they run a day, 30 of them are on our track. So would you take 30 trains off of this track and put it on another track? I mean, each of these tracks only has so much capacity. So if this goes to arbitration, they're going to look at that $37.3 million number. They're going to look and say, potentially, hey, it would cost you $90 million to service this debt. Cincinnati was asking for 65. Maybe we meet in the middle between yeah. 37 and 90. Maybe we go 50, 60 million a year with that inflationary escalator. There's no way they're going to earn a consistent 60 million dollars a year that they can use to pay off bonds, for example. You're talking about the city. The that, city that, could yeah. use, yeah, to pay off things. Like if you have a business, right? Your, the value of your business is based on contracts. Nobody wants to buy your business when you have wishy washy income, when you have maybe 10 million this year and 80 million this year and 40 million this year. They want to be able to predict how much money your company's worth based on the contracts you have in place. Cincinnati right now has a contract in place. It has a contract potentially for $37.5 million, $37.3 million plus the 4% inflationary escalator. And keep in mind, that's just CPI. They're not buying bread, eggs, milk with this money. Right. What are they buying? They're buying asphalt, which inflates it since 1990. I looked at a chart. So the Fed keeps records of inflation for different items. If you look at it, uh, metals increase at around 6.5% a year. Asphalt increases at about 4.5% a year. So why do we keep comparing the money this tr- that needs to go back into this trust – to keep it solvent. Because remember, guys, this isn't a regular stock account. No. This isn't money that you put in every year and you compound interest like Warren Buffett says. Oh, just get a stock account, put it in the S&P, dump money into it. They're taking the money out Yeah, there every is no year. compounding. There is no compounding. And assuming that the market generates a return That's right. every single year, the return is taken out, right? Exactly. And say you have a 4%. So it's a static $1.6 billion that yep. doesn't itself adjust for inflation. Nope. It just keeps at $1.6 billion on into the future, assuming they, again, take all the revenue generated out. That's right. And what happens to money over time? It loses its value. What did we just, what, we're $33 trillion in debt right now with the federal government? Yeah, well, that was that was yesterday. That was yesterday. It's 800 30, more million today, yeah, exactly. right? Exactly. So, so you've got you've got the dollar essentially devaluing. True. We don't notice it devaluing, right? Because it's it's compared to other currencies. Well, at the same time, we're devaluing our currency. What are they doing? They're devaluing their currency to keep up with trade, right? So you don't notice it except at the store. So you can compare it to other items you buy in the store. Like yesterday, eggs were this much. Today, eggs are this much. Well, how much was asphalt last year? Asphalt was 19% cheaper last year than it is this year because of oil prices. And how is asphalt made? It's made with oil. So as the price of oil fluctuates, which we all know, oil fluctuates like crazy, the price of these projects that they want to undertake are going to fluctuate wildly as well. Yeah. And that's and you're referring to asphalt price in connection with the projects the city needs to do, like repair roads. That's like the main thing they want to do. Potholes, right? We see the commercials. You know, the mayor's running around in this car and it's bouncing around. He's saying we need to repair roads. We've got potholes. We've got all these, you know, maintenance issues that we're having. It's my understanding they're actually using the money right now to pay off bonds that they've already used. 
to pay off other infrastructure projects. So imagine if you have a down year in the stock market. To your point, Brian, what happens if you can't pay your bonds? Your credit rating drops. Yeah, that's true. And then the borrowing costs become that much more. The borrowing costs become more. So now you put yourself into a deeper and deeper hole. And to Kevin Flynn's point, he's pointed out, he said, if you have a down year, just one down year, it takes years to recover from that for all these various reasons. Yeah. (sighs) Frightening stuff. Well, I I will tell you before we uh, go on a break, Adam's got a little comparison analysis, uh, some other railroad sales and what they generated in terms of uh, track miles and and the value of the rail. And the more I hear about it, the more I think, wow, $1.6 billion. No wonder Norfolk Southern is willing to throw millions of dollars at getting this thing sewed up and uh, accomplished for themselves. It really does uh, benefit them immeasurably. Coming up with some 15, 55 cares to the talk station, something will benefit you immeasurably. USA insulation in the walls of your house. Insane it for years, the ultimate no-brainer because it is get immediate comfort the day they install it. It takes about a day. Average home, just not even a full day. Inject the foam into your exterior walls and it doesn't matter what your home is made out of. Brick, brick on block, shingle, stucco, siding. Injection sites are patched so you don't notice that they were there and you immediately notice the place is going to be quieter, more comfortable. Your HVAC system will not work as hard. That translates into money in your pocket in the form of energy savings. These energy bills are not going to go down. <laughs> Never. So get USA's premium foam. That'll effectively get your energy bill down. Guaranteed savings, $800 off. Act now. You would insulate your whole home. They'll knock $800 off the price. And the federal government will uh, well enable you to exercise a $1,200 income tax credit when you're doing your taxes next year. That's basically two grand off the top on something that, it's worth it regardless of whether or not you got an incentive to do it. 381-362-6513-381-FOAM, USAinsulation.net. 55krc.com. Now you can... And 74. Overnight down to 57 with clouds. Clouds tomorrow with a chance of rain. Slight chance anyway. 77 and considerably cloudy on Friday. I have 76. Right now 61 degrees. Time for a traffic update from Chuck Ingram. From the UCL Traffic Center, Mammogram Save Lives. Schedule your annual mammogram with UC Health by calling 513-584-PINK. That's 513-584-PINK. Northbound 75 is now over a 15-minute delay between Kyle's and the broken down on the Brent Spence Bridge. Right lane is blocked off. Westbound 275 is getting heavier from 75 and Erlanger into the construction before Mineola Pike. Chuck Ingram on 55KRC, the talk station. 719, 55-care CD talk station. Hope you're having a happy Wednesday. Judge Napolitano at 830. We'll be talking to Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Powers coming up in this hour at 740. In the meantime, Adam Kohler, who we've had on the program before, talking about the railroad sale. He is uh, always bringing forth a lot of information on why it sounds like it's a really, really bad idea. We have the optics of how it got rammed through without anybody knowing about it. We got the optics on in Columbus, how it rammed through in, uh, in, in the uh, legislative branch to get the law changed to to get this sale even possible and it seems like all under cover of darkness and none of these questions that we bring up on the 55 KRC morning show or that Adam you helped uh, you were part of the uh, meeting at the Price Hill Chili yeah. uh, I heard from Westside Jim who put that one together a lot of folks showed up basically the entire room was full of people who just were determined or who concluded that no this was a bad deal unanimously unanimously and that included people of all political stripes yeah so Back over to the other one of the other factors is is one point six billion even a fair representation of the value of the three hundred plus miles 
of land here. Now, you and I and, and Todd and I have already talked about how there is no way in hell you could ever recreate that line today. <laughs> it, Impossible. Yeah. Impossible. No Impossible. So that is... It is truly unique in that, you know, that was built at a time when there was all kinds of available land and there weren't as many restrictions. And now you'd have environmental laws and you'd have land acquisition costs and bridges to build and just an insurmountable challenge. So recognize that alone seems to me to mean the value is undervalued. But let us do some comps here. You looked into in the last couple of years, there were some other rail line sales. Oh, yeah. Let my listeners know uh, what kind of money we were talking about in sure. those figures. Sure. And Brian, remember, there was labor back then, right? <laughs> there was there was a bunch of Appalachian folks, my people, floating around you know, Kentucky and Tennessee willing to work. That is true. Right? Yeah. I mean, you could get a project like that done. I think it took them a decade to get the project done. Imagine nowadays. Oh, my word. Imagine the money you'd have to put out there just in labor costs, which <sighs> inflate. We talked about inflation. It goes up. So there were actually two sales. It would be union labor, too. You it know. would be union it, labor. It wasn't which, union back then. <laughs> it'll get halfway done, and then we'll be renegotiating again, right? So, uh, But there was two sales, believe it or not. And, you know, let's thank Alfred Nippert again for coming up with one of these. He's our rail attorney friend who's been in the industry for around 40 years, 45 years, according to his daughter. And, uh, you know, he's been digging around still. He he. As soon as we lit a fire under him, he's gone. Like this guy, he's down in Nashville now, right? And he he teaches actually rail stuff at the uh, University of Tennessee, and he pulled together some numbers. Actually, in 2021, Norfolk Southern <clears throat> sold 28 miles of its railroad to Virginia Passenger Rail Authority to increase Amtrak service. The average per mile, 9.17 million dollars. Okay. Okay. You also had Canada Pacific. They purchased Kansas City Southern. That track sold for $7.7 million per mile. Both of those sales, both of those comps, would, would put our rail line, all 337 miles of it, or whatever it is, close to that, at our over $3 billion, double what we're getting now. And these were 2021 sales. Yeah. These are recent sales. These aren't things from 40, 50 years ago. And the crazy thing, Brian, these are both rail company to rail company sales. So you're not you're not going to pull the wool over another rail company's yeah. eyes. They know what it's worth, right? Sure. It, it, Norfolk Southern knows what this is worth. They're getting a sweetheart deal right now. Well, again, that's why they're funding the ad campaign. They know mm-hmm. they've got a sweetheart deal, and they want it done. And they see, and I think they know who they're you know, the person sitting on the other side of the table was, if you're dealing with a city that is so desperate and so in need of money for its infrastructure, you're going to have a negotiation point um, that you might not have dealing with another railroad. That's right. Right? Uh, That's right. Oh, my God, we got these guys over the barrel. They are in desperate situation. Oh, okay, well, how about a $1.6 billion? Yeah, we'll take it. Well, and these aren't even comp sales, actually. So the funny thing is the Kansas City Southern Line runs about 10, 12 trains a day. We run 30 trains. Ooh. Norfolk Southern runs 30 trains a day. They're class one rail, 30 trains a day on that track. That's a high capacity track. You're running 10 a day. So you would assume, since they charge per car a lot of times, it's an easy way to, to figure out how much money they make off of this, this rail line. They're running. The, the train that overturned, here is a good example. The train that overturned in East Palestine was over 200 cars. They charge anywhere from like $1,500 to $1,800 a car. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So you're saying maybe if they're doing 30 trains a day, they're making about 4 million dollars a day running cars. On our train or running trains down our down our line, four million a day. And then we haven't even gotten to the extra money that they can generate off of subleases, which I think is a big big oh. issue there. Um, I don't know whether the board brought this up: the value of subleasing for fiber optics cable or the air rights, which Kevin Flynn brought up on my program, and mm-hmm. I hadn't heard that one discussed before because the the the, the wave that's coming with drone deliveries and, and things of that nature, flying it over a rail line, a lot safer for the community at large than having them fly over residential neighborhoods. It makes perfect sense that you could lease out the airspace to, to uh, Amazon or whoever's going to be flying drones. That's another moneymaker. You get around federal regulations when you fly over private property. There that's, you have that's the idea. And uh, guess where the largest, I think one, the largest rail or the largest Amazon hub in the world is at CVG. Yeah. So now who who's flying these drones? It's probably Amazon. You also have a huge Wayfair outlet there. You have a huge DHL uh, hub there. I mean, we are a logistics city. I mean, I'm in the startup world, right? If you go to there's a there's an organization here that uh, it's kind of ground zero for the startup world here in Cincinnati. One of the four pillars of the startup world here, and I, I'd say the the economics of Cincinnati. You've got fintech, you've got medtech, you've got CPG, you've also got supply chain logistics. We're in a part of the country that no one can compete with. We can't be the next Silicon Valley, Brian. Because we don't, we just don't have the the brain talent that a Silicon Valley or a Boston on the other end has. What we do have is our location. What Silicon Valley can't compete with us on is the fact that we're smack dab in the middle of this country. We're within a day's drive of the third a third of the U.S. population. We have rail, we have river, we have a great logistics airport. This is a logistics city. We have the largest CPG company in the world and the largest grocery store, especially after you know this purchase of Albertsons. You've got the largest. I'd say consumer packaged goods city in the country combined with the largest, uh, probably one of the best logistics hubs in the country. The port of Cincinnati is one of the, I think the largest or second largest inland port in the entire country. And now we're selling a rail line. Like what kind of message does that send out to businesses that are thinking about moving here? And the funny thing is, is GE, uh, GE has one of the, uh, you know, they're moving their headquarters here. GE's in the rail business. All the, I mean, you sound like a great advocate for the city of Cincinnati, but what might be an impediment to people wanting to come here? The fact that when you get here, uh, the roads and infrastructure haven't been taken care of because we've had one administration after another incompetent on the topic of maintaining the infrastructure. That's right. Which which leadership led us to the perilous position of having to sell off our most valuable asset in order to bring us back to zero. Yeah. Well, think about this, too. Uh, last year. Aftab had a state of the city address. He mentioned in that state of the city address that we were, let's see here, $137.2 million funding gap for infrastructure maintenance by fiscal year 2027. So by fiscal year 2027. That's, that's 132. Yeah, this is a this is a point that Todd brought up yesterday. 
Where in the hell? How did they get to four hundred or five hundred million from one thirty-two by twenty twenty-seven when it was when that was the statement that he made last fall? It's wild. It is, and again, I mean, just there's just too many, too many unanswered questions floating around in this. And Adam Kohler, thank you so much for coming to the program this morning to talk about this. It's important, folks. I know a lot of people may be tired of talking issue twenty-two, and so many of us have been left out of the ability to vote for it. But this is just a great illustration, you know, of any city or government generally and the problems that we face and what the lack of responsible leadership has led us to 728 55 the talk station get in touch with accent beautiful company gary and greg napolitano carrying on their family tradition the napolitano family tradition of beautiful handcrafted works of stone glass and metal big projects small projects everything in between they've done it all and to everybody's satisfaction, this is gorgeous work. You can find it literally everywhere around town. UC, University of Cincinnati, University of Dayton, Skyline. Yeah. Uh, Hebrew Union College, Cincinnati Children's Hospital, P&G, University of Dayton, Elder High School. Every one of these institutions and so many more, including private homes being built, custom homes, have turned to Accent to have this stone cut properly, to have the engraving done properly. It's gorgeous. You've seen it. Literally everywhere. I just mentioned a handful of sites. Next time you're at the Cincinnati Zoo, check out the carved boulders that they do. You want a landscape boulder with your address in it? They can do that. Just one of the multitude of projects that uh, that Accent does better than anybody. Check them all out online. Accent, A-C-S-E-N-T, now.com. AccentNow.com. Appreciate it, and then be inspired for your project. The number is 513-721-5050. 55KRC, the talk station. 13 days of Halloween. Coming up on 732, 55 City Talk Station. And a happy Wednesday to you. Christopher Smithman called to, <laughs> to point out that during that entire discussion with Adam Kohler, uh, we never did once say vote no on issue 22. So, Christopher, thank you for listening to the interview. Appreciate that. Hope to see you listen to lunch next Wednesday at the Turf Club. But yes, that would be ultimately all of these questions and all these comps and all this information uh, results in us making the right decision to say no on issue 22. That will be a no. Don't sell the railroad. There you have it. I hope I said it clearly enough for you, Christopher. God love you. Uh, we're going to hear from uh, Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Powers coming up at 740. In the meantime, I'll give you a couple of local stories here. Uh, one man dead, another in jail after a possible road rage shooting. It happened in Florence. 44-year-old Travis Marks of Walton is charged with murdering 72-year-old Stephen uh, Staymates, according to Florence Police Department. About 1 p.m. yesterday, police officers called the Ewing Boulevard near US-42 for reported shooting. Officers found two vehicles on the road with a man, Staymate, uh, suffering from a gunshot wound. Uh, Travis Marks was still at the scene, told officers he shot the 72-year-old. Police investigated and said they determined the shooting stemmed from a possible road rage incident. Staymate's taken to St. E's, Florence, before being flown to UC Medical Center, where police said he died. Marks, off to the Boone County Detention Center, has been charged with murder. Just walk away. Just walk away. The biggest douche of the universe in all the galaxies. There's no bigger douche than you. Except maybe this person, police looking for a suspect who shot two people in Millvale on Tuesday. One, a juvenile. Since they police said the shooting happened near the intersection of Beekman and Moosewood, 7 p.m., officers said a group of juveniles seen running away after the shooting. Police believe the shooter could have been among the group. Two victims started running north on Beekman for a quarter mile after they were shot. 
Juvenile off to Cincinnati Children's Hospital. The adult taken to UC Medical Center. Both expected to be fine, which is good news. Officers said they have spoken with three witnesses as part of the investigation. And another guy who may be eligible. Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Powers announced the murder suspect was indicted yesterday in connection with a guy's death after an FC Cincinnati match that happened early in October. 24-year-old Levantez Davis now facing two counts of murder, one count each of felonious assault and strangulation. It was a fight between Davis and the victim, 48-year-old Jason McKinnon. It was caught on camera on 14th Street and over the Rhine, October 4th. A fight was reported a short distance from TQL Stadium, where FC had just finished a match. McKinnon, seen in the video, wearing an FC jersey, walking back from his match with his wife when Powers said he noticed a DoorDash driver. Davis's girlfriend appeared to get ready to turn down the wrong way on a one-way street. 48-year-old man uh, made a comment to the female driver. McKinnon is heard in the video saying, quote, Here I am. I'm right here, though. Close quote. Audio doesn't pick up what is being said by anybody in the vehicle that he's talking to. Davis got out from the passenger side of the vehicle shortly thereafter. Video, prosecutors played, shows Davis run up and attack McKinnon. She said the driver's boyfriend ran up to the victim and attacked him. He punched him in the face and then took him to the ground in a chokehold. Two men went around to the ground, got back up before one going back down to the ground. Second time the ground when when Powers said Davis choked him unconscious. Davis and his girlfriend are then seen in the video getting back in the vehicle and taken off. Uh, Took him to UC Medical Center, police did, where he died on October 8th. Davis, speaking with the judge in his court appearance on October 16th, told the judge it was self-defense. Ms. Kennan's family said his 48-year-old was brutally beaten to death in an unprovoked assault. Bond, $1 million, was set. Hamilton County Municipal Court Judge Kurt Kissinger. If the 24-year-old is found guilty, according to Hamilton County Prosecutor Powers, uh, on all charges, he faces life in prison with parole eligibility, eligibility rather after 15 years. Um, yeah, it was worth it, Joe. Absolutely. Speaking of Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Power should be on next, talking about elder justice unit and elder scams. Hot place in hell for people who would, uh, uh, well, scam elders. Dr. Fred Pack, he's a great dentist, general dentist, and, of course, the most awesome cosmetic dentist ever. That's a bold statement, isn't it? Well, he's an accredited fellow with the American Academy of Cosmetic Dentistry. There's only three of them in the entire state of Ohio. He was the very first one. Amazing, transformative smile makeovers. And he has joined, his practice has joined Dr. Megan Frew. She's joined with Dr. Fred Peck, I should state properly. And if you know Dr. Fred Peck did the vetting, you know you can count on Dr. Megan Frew as well. So for an impressive, amazing, stunning smile makeovers, the team of Drs. Peck and Frew are there to help you out. Also with general dentistry, you're never going to find a more state-of-the-art practice than that clinic. That's where my whole family goes, and I strongly encourage you to as well. Located in Montgomery, really, really close to the 275 intersection with Montgomery Road. Find them online at, at Peck, P-E-C-K, PeckSmiles.com. 513-621-7666. That's 621-7666. 55KRC. Do you have an idea for an invention or new product? And- Here's your 9 first one weather forecast. Cloudy day today with isolated chance of rain, 74. Overnight, clouds in 57. Tomorrow, mostly clouds with a slight chance of rain, high of 77. Friday, cloudy, huh, and a high of 76. I detect a theme. 59 right now, time for traffic. 
From the UCL Traffic Center, Mammograms Save Lives. Schedule your annual mammogram with UC Health by calling 513-584-PINK. That's 513-584-PINK. North Bend 75, slow go. Donaldson into downtown. Close to an extra half hour with a broken down on the bridge blocking the right lane. Northbound 471's back into Grant. Southbound 75's an extra five through the Lachlan split. There's an accident on Hamilton at North Bend. Chuck Ingram on 55 KRC, the talk station. 740 coming up at 741, 55 KRC, the talk station. A very happy Wednesday to you. It's a pleasure, as always, to speak with Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Powers. Uh, I think the last Republican standing in the Hamilton County. We certainly need to keep her on, given the absolutely wonderful background, her service to the community throughout her entire career, and, of course, her strong on-crime stance. Welcome back to the program, Melissa Powers. It's a pleasure to have you on today. Good morning, Brian. Thanks for having me. Uh, by way of background, I just wanted to let my listeners know, and they may not be aware of this, um, while you were on the municipal court bench, you established the first Hamilton County Veterans Treatment Court, which um, helped address the rather unique needs of combat veterans who ran afoul of the law, and uh, it helps. It served. It, it served as a model for the entire state of Ohio. So you were the you originated that program, and I just wanted to give you uh, props for that because I understand it's it's very very successful um, at reducing recidivism among our American veterans who were involved in the criminal justice system. You're absolutely right. I pioneered that program here in Hamilton County as I was seeing the veterans uh, and during that drawdown coming back to our community, they served our our country honorably. Um, The one in particular uh, kept coming in front of me. He was um, a Purple Heart recipient and um, had uh, consecutive DUIs very close together within say four weeks apart. And each time um, you could see what what used to be called that thousand mile stare or yard stare, yeah. um, that he was um, uh, had a lot of trauma. Um, and I asked him to step up and go to the VA as part of his probation. And um, the second time when I saw him, he couldn't get there. Um, I said, why didn't you go to the VA? And he just said, I just couldn't get myself there. That's when I realized that we needed to bring the VA and other programs to the courthouse so that we could be helping our veterans and doing some research around the country found out in Buffalo that there was a, um, a treatment court that was the first in the entire country established by a judge. And then um, we modeled uh, that program uh, uh, just basically after that. And it took off and we served so many. And um, I'm very proud of that program. It's continuing today. Uh, not only here, but throughout the state of Ohio. Well, you saw a problem and you came up with a solution. And that, I mean, that's that's what, you know, great elected officials do. And I want to give you credit now because the, and you're going to be talking about this tomorrow night, 7 p.m. at EmpowerYouAmerica.org. You can log in from home or head on out to 225 Northland Boulevard to watch it live. But you created the Elder Justice Unit. What was the impetus behind this unit and what is this unit designed to do? Well, the unit is designed to protect our seniors. They're a vulnerable class of, of citizens in our community. When uh, the, the goal uh, has always been, uh, I think, of uh, a civilized societies to keep and protect other, our vulnerable um, uh, children uh, and seniors. And, and I saw that there was a gap. We did not have anything like that here uh, and locally. And uh, so I started the program basically to help uh, seniors if they've been uh, abused or neglected 
um, uh, or uh, if they've been taken advantage of and, and there's been some type of fraud, uh, or uh, they also, you know, it's very common to scam seniors. They're yes. a, a, a prime target for the unscrupulous people that are out there, either here locally, but really even internationally, they, uh, our seniors are targeted or on the black web. They come up and, and it's very difficult to catch those type of people. So I wanted a unit um, to basically to address that and to make sure that we can enhance our outcomes uh, for our seniors. So there's better prosecution of those that may be hurting our seniors um, or uh, uh, scamming them. All right, let's pause for a We'll bring Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa uh, Powers back. I'm kind of curious about what types of abuse and neglect that these seniors are being subjected to. Is it family? Is it institutional? But also the unique challenges that seniors face that requires this specific unit and uh, what types of challenges uh, we're, we're going to be talking about. We'll, we'll dive in a little bit more with Melissa Powers. Got to pause, though. It's 745. Keep the lights on and give you some great information. <laughs> save you money, which I, you know I love to do. Affordable imaging services can save you money on your CT scans, MRIs, echocardiograms, ultrasound, lung screenings, and cardiac scoring. Pay a fraction of what you would pay, a literal fraction. I know anything can be a fraction, but we're talking about a big fraction, like almost you know 10% of what a hospital might charge you. So an MRI is 495 bucks at Affordable Imaging Services. If you get a contrast with it at 645 that could cost you $3,500, and you'd get a separate bill for the contrast and a separate bill for the radiologist. All the scans at Affordable Imaging Services come with the radiologist's report. A board-certified radiologist, you'll get that back within 48 hours of your scan, along with the images, as will your physician. Same kind of equipment used at Affordable Imaging Services as the hospital. You just don't pay as much. I mean, this is literally all things being equal. You choose wisely. You want to pay maybe three grand for an echocardiogram, or do you want to pay 495 bucks? Ultrasound. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. 250 bucks. A lung screening. Your doctor may order you one if you're a smoker and you meet the, the criteria. I don't know what you're going to get charged at a hospital. 1000 1500 2000 It's $99. And yes, that includes the images. There are no ups, no extras. Find more information about it. Go to Affordable medimaging.com affordable med imaging save yourself a heap of money and yes you have a choice when it comes to your medical care you can go where you want the number is 513-753-8000 55krc the iHeartRadio app and the nfl right weather says clouds today tonight tomorrow friday clouds right get isolated chance of rain along with them today 74 overnight 57 just the clouds Tomorrow, another chance of rain, slight, 77, and then just the clouds on Friday, 76, 59 now. Time for traffic. From the UCL Tramping Center, mammograms save lives. Schedule your annual mammogram with UC Health by calling 513-584-PINK. That's 513-584-PINK. Northbound 75 continues to struggle this morning. Now slow from Burlington Pike into downtown. Close to a 45-minute delay with a broken down on the bridge. Right lane's blocked. Northbound 471 is backing into Southgate as folks look for an alternative. Inbound 74 now backs to North Bend. 
Chuck Ingram on 55KRC, the talk station. 749 55KRC, the talk station. Happy Wednesday. Vets and brews after the top of the hour news with the return of Matt Damaris. And in the meantime, Melissa Powers, Hamlin County Prosecutor. If you want to learn more about her and help her out on her campaign as we approach 2024, she'll be on the ballot. It's prosecutorpowers.com or on Facebook or both. Prosecutor Melissa Powers. You search for that on Facebook, you'll find her Facebook page. Now, we were talking about um, uh, Prosecutor uh, 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 Powers. We were talking about this elder justice unit that you created, and you mentioned the reasons for it because of abuse and neglect within the elder community. We know, I've talked to Tech Friday's Dave Hatter all the time about the scams out there, the electronic scams, the phone calls, the fake IRS agents, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Somebody's got to deal with that kind of prosecution. But what about of abuse and neglect? Is this... You know, family members abusing the elder? Is this, uh, you know, crimes against seniors along the scam abuse line? Or is this also include institutional abuse? Like, uh, for example, you might find it a nursing home? Um, or is it everything? It's all of the above, Brian. So it can be within the family, the emotional abuse, physical abuse. Um, but it also can be um, in, in the institution, say a, a nursing home, assisted living where there's even sexual abuse being mm. um, perpetrated against seniors. So um, there are um, definitely challenges when you're dealing with the prosecution for of, uh, of crimes against seniors, and particularly when there's um, either undue influence by, say, for example, a family member or a caregiver that's in the home, um, uh, uh, and, and they're manipulating um, the senior, and they're consenting to changing uh, their bank account or making withdrawals. You know, the seniors uh, are actually doing it at their financial institutions. Um, you can have that, and that makes it a difficult, those are difficult type of cases to prosecute. But um, we are um, on it. Um, my staff is um, dedicated and trained. We have attorneys that specifically are uh, trained in these areas um, to be able to so that we can be successful. Um, it's also you dealing with seniors with cognitive uh, impairment sometimes, and so that can present issues as well. And so it does take a specialized um, unit with, with um, investigators that really can recognize this, um, these types of challenges and how do, how do we go around them. And, and they still be able to successfully proceed in a case against uh, someone that's committing crimes against seniors. How, how are these um, cases? Regard, oh. I, I just wondered how are these cases brought to your attention? I mean, you mentioned a senior with a well, you, cognitive impairment or something like that. I, they're not likely to report the crime against them themselves, and if they've been manipulated, you're exactly right. Yeah. So you, you're exactly right. So usually um, they're coming in and reported to uh, law enforcement. Um, is through uh, another family member. Um, it could be the sibling, a sibling of the of the person um, that may you know maybe is living in the home with the senior and they're being isolated. There's many different scenarios in that regard. Um, it also can be in the institutions. It could be a staff member. Um, and then with the banking um, financial institutions, we want them alerted as well. And so if they're seeing you know a number of withdrawals with that person being present, you know, they're, they're, they're um, keen to this as well. So then you've got the issue of getting the cooperation of the senior um, when they're, they still have it, uh, you know, their mental facilities to be able to proceed and, and they don't want it to harm a family member. So there's all kinds of challenges there. I'm not to present it, but um, we want to try to enhance the outcomes for crimes against seniors um, my office wants to uh, 
to um, be able to help other you know, family members that are witnessing this and feeling helpless and that they realize, they know their, their uh, parent uh, and loved one is being taken advantage of by another sibling um, and financially mostly in that regard. But it also can be the emotional abuse or even physical abuse. Uh, Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Powers, if someone in my listening audience is going, oh, wow, I suspect that, you know, my mom or my grandmother is a victim of either a scam or one of these abuse situations, who, who, who should they reach out to? Well, um, Hamilton County has an adult protective services. It's, at, it's, through, um, it's located in the Job and Family Services building there um, on Central Parkway. Um, that's one where one place to report it. Um, we also have a helpline for any family member and, or seniors that want to call it. It's 513-946-SCAM, S-C-A-M. Um, and they can call that line and we can get uh, the process started. And, and we uh, have investigators. I've got a specialized team um, person that personnel that's uh, manning that phone line. Um, they can make the referrals um, and, and get in touch with law enforcement if they, or they can contact their local jurisdiction law enforcement um, to make a report there as well. Um, so there's a number of ways that, that this can all funnel into our office. Um, but if they want to start with our office, they will get the attention and the services that they need. Referrals will be made. We'll be working. Um, we, my investigator um, will be working directly with law enforcement. And my investigators that work for the prosecutor's office, they're former homicide retired detectives. So these guys are sharp. They, um, they really are go-getters, um, and they're, they're very thorough, and they know exactly what they're doing well, when it's coming to, uh, to putting the case together. Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Powers, I appreciate, and I know my listeners do, your proactive approach to helping these uh, at-risk populations, and this uh, this uh, is certainly one. Elder scams are a big problem. Elder abuse, obviously a problem. The statistics are wild. I saw that you pointed out the National Council of Aging says nearly 5 million seniors are abused in some way every single year. So, my listeners, you also need to be proactive. The number, again, is 513-946-SCAM. We'll look forward to hearing more about the details on this tomorrow night. Folks, log in to EmpowerYouAmerica.org, or you can go right there and get the details. It starts at 7 p.m., 225 Northland Boulevard. Thanks to Dan Reginald for the entire Empower You concept and for inviting you, Hamilton County Prosecutor Melissa Powers, to further explain the details on this to uh, my listeners and those that choose to log in. Always great having you on the program, Melissa. I know we'll uh, talk again, hopefully real soon. Uh, best of health and um, good job to everybody at the prosecutor's office. Thank you, Brian. Same to you and your staff. Thanks very much. 756-55 KRC, the talk station. We're going to talk vets and brews with our friend Matt Damaris after the top of the hour news. Plus, Judge Anna Napolitano, Biden, war, and the Constitution. That's at 830. Stick around. Be right back. The iHeartRadio app. I got it on my phone all day long. Free never sounded so good in the app store or online at 55krc.com. This report is sponsored by Fun. We've got people talking. Anybody who thinks the White House press secretary is telling you the truth, you don't know what's going on at all. On 55KRC, the talk station. It's 8.06 here at 55KRC, the talk station. Hoping you have a wonderful Wednesday. Hoping you stick around to the bottom of the hour. Judge Ed Napolitano returns on Biden, war, and the Constitution. Yes, there are obligations within the Constitution in terms of declaration of war. Can Joe Biden just go into a war without any congressional approval? I think you know the answer to that question. We'll find out together at the bottom of the hour. In the meantime, we return uh, Matt Damaris 
Matt's a great guy, and he is the founder of Vets and Brews, which you can find online at vetsandbrews.com. He's been on the program before. Uh, he has the, uh, well, it's just the overwhelming burden of having to go out in the world and buy <laughs> veterans' beers. Matt, good to have you back in the studio. Thanks, brother. It's got to be a lot of fun uh, doing what you do. You go out to the various you know breweries or wherever they're serving beer, and if there's a veteran around, you buy him a beer, thanks to the contributions from my listeners and others. Uh, and the $7, and I know that's a variable amount. How that's much a pretty good estimate. It's, it's about a, average. Yeah, six or seven bucks is for a pint. average beer for, at a craft brewery. So you donate 10 the beer that's bought, 6 to $8, whatever, and then the balance of the proceeds go to help the, uh, the good people at Patriots Landing, which is the organization that does the veterans do craft work it's 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 a therapeutic thing but it's also um hello it is ryan and i was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com i looked over the person sitting next to me and you know what they were doing they were also playing chumba casino coincidence i think not everybody's loving having fun with it chumba casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. A really unique uh, money-making endeavor. Uh, they make flags out of wood. They're stained. They also make crosses and other items. You can go to Patriots Landing and check it all out uh, yourself. And I appreciate you putting a link to Patriots Landing on your site at vetsandbrews.com. They call it products with a purpose, 100% veterans made. So they get a little slice of the action every time somebody makes a donation. So I'm proud to uh, to help you out yeah, in your cause. Cause we're you about 13,000, I think, or 12,000 that we've donated to them. No in, kidding. In two years, yeah. So and That's coming, the remainder. From three or four bucks, yeah. So yeah. It's nuts, man. Man, yeah. it really is. Every you know, the old saying, every little bit counts. You mind the pennies, you know the dollars mind yeah. themselves. A flea urinating in the Pacific Ocean, every little bit counts. <laughs> that was my constitutional law professor's argument about the uh, the, the commerce clause. Not going to go down that discussion right now. Um, but the are you what? There's an event coming up that you wanted to you wanted to come on and remind people to get yeah. it on their calendar. That's why I'm here. So um, I started this last year. It was kind of. Um, at the spur of the moment, but we're going to make it an annual thing. It's called Honor Bus. So, Cincy Brew Bus, Mike Stokes, um, the owner of that, has uh, donated a school bus to me. Uh, I'm going to fill it up with veterans and their guests, and we're going to drive around to breweries. I'm going to buy their beer all day. Wow. Yeah, it's it's going to be a fun day. So, I, the, the bus is the effective Uber for a whole group of veterans. And Correct. We're going to go very safe bar and hopping. Yeah, yeah, well, good. So, I guess the idea is... Uber, we'll find out the, the, the details here in a second, but Uber to the bus, get on the bus, go around and drink beer all day, and then Uber home. Yeah. That's yeah. the important, it's the Uber part that's important. I'm trying to point out, we don't want to keep behind the wheel that are drunk. Or have your neighbor come and drop you off and pick you up or something like that. Yeah, that's I got the way a, you do it. A friend of mine, uh, Kevin, who that's one of my uh, my, my shooting range buddies, he's, he, he, he does Uber in his spare time. He already offered to to be my Uber driver. Nice. I said, well, that's great. I said, but I don't have the Uber app. I'm not an app guy. Oh, for real? Well, but apparently, and folks, you can te- check it out yourself. My son had to get an Uber the other day. And he said, you don't need an app anymore. You can go directly to the Uber website. Really? And just do it through the Uber website. I've yeah. never done that. I've That's, used the app. I don't, I've never ordered an Uber myself ever. Yeah, I, I order them all the time. I've, I even uh, reached out to Uber to see if they'd uh, like donate some vouchers. 
that day. Oh, wow. I haven't heard back from him yet, but that'd be awesome if I could get 50 vouchers and everybody got home free. Kevin was playing on on comp in his time, uh, and I think he's going to be there regardless whether I utilize his services, although I'm starting to lean toward it, because I was planning on on being there. Yeah, I got your seat saved. You're not going to be there, though. You got a prior engagement. I do, but I do have a a great group of uh, veteran volunteers that have been on Honor Bus last year. They come to my other events. They know they know what Vets and Brews is about. Um, I'm 100% confident leaving it in their hands. I'm sure you are. So one bus, how many seats? How do people go about it? And more fundamental, let's start with what day is it and what time does it start? So okay, we- so it's on Veterans Day this year. Oh, that makes um, sense. 11 uh, It's going to start around uh, noon is when the check-in begins at Listerman. We'll probably be done around 5.30 or so. We got four breweries this year um, that we're stopping at. We'll probably be at each one about 45 minutes. We're going to, obviously, starting at Listerman, um, going to Narrow Path in Loveland. We're going to go to the Common Beer Company up in Mason, and then down to the new uh, 16 Lots Southern Outpost in um, Newport-on-the-Levee. So that's the stop. Yeah. The last and, stop. And then you, you go back to Listerman. Then they'll take you back to Listerman and get in your car. Or if, if you live south, you can leave from Newport on the lake. We'll be picking people up in the morning there, too. But right. I've got 48 seats available on there. They're already all filled up. Um, I have, like, a waiting list of 20 people that are saying, hey, if somebody drops out, let me know. Like, next year, I'm I'm definitely getting two, two buses. Oh, I was going to say, yeah, definitely. I just figured with me being gone this year that logistically that might be a challenge. So I, oh, whoa, whoa. You just got done saying you have it in the hands of competent veterans. You I have all the, all the confidence in the world is going to go off without a hitch. Yeah. You it, just backpedaled a little bit right there. No, it, it, I backpedaled <laughs> if there's two buses. We're good to go with one, man. And it's our second year. You know, well, I, want, I want to make sure everything goes real smooth. And Among, among the, in the group the, that are waiting, are those veterans that are waiting? Uh, some, some are... I get a lot of maybes, you know what I mean? So yeah. the, the folks that are like, yeah, I definitely don't have anything going on that day. Those are the ones I um, put on the top of the list because I order everybody shirts and stuff like that. So I got to get shirt sizes and things. So um, there's lots of stuff I, I get for them okay. along the way. Well, I was going to say, since you're, you're, what's, your second stop is in, is in Loveland? Yeah. Well, I may just meet you guys there, and uh, and I could free up a seat then, because I, f- I would feel terrible. I'm not a veteran. I mean, I'm looking forward to hanging out with all the vets, but I would rather have a veteran occupy my seat on the bus than than take it up myself. There's oh, there's, well, there's other folks on there. Well, the veterans bring guests, too, and th- those aren't always veterans. You know, sometimes they bring a veteran buddy. Sometimes they bring a spouse or a girlfriend or boyfriend or something like that. But, yeah, there's going to be other people on there. And, I mean, you're on there specifically because I want you to – You've talked to me about this a lot, and you know you've supported what I'm doing. So I want you to actually see it and feel it, and be there firsthand to see exactly what goes down on this thing. All right, well, Kevin, if you're listening, I'll be taking you up probably up on your <laughs> on your Uber ride offer. Um, that would be really cool. All right, so uh, Listerman noon on Veterans Day, and then you make the whole trip roughly five thirty uh, end time. Uh, buses basically full for all intents and purposes. Then at this point, right now, yes, okay. Mm-hmm. Now, is there a website people can go to to get the details on how? Yeah, the, so what I really some need, of my listeners may want to show up at one of these venues just to say hi. Yeah, and, I'll be posting. Um, I'll be posting the schedule here soon. Go to my Vets and Brews uh, Facebook page, or you can go to vetsandbrews.com. I'll have the uh, schedule on there as soon as uh, we get about a week out. If you want to come, the reception is huge. So when the bus pulls up, um, I like to distribute flags and stuff like that. We have people cheering as the veterans get off the bus. So if you want to take oh, wow. part in some of that. I've got other special things planned that I'm not mentioning because I want to surprise the veterans, but 
the reception is a big deal for me. Plus, it's kind of like the return of honor flight at CVG in a way. That's that, exactly on what, a miniature scale. But. No, that's what I copied this off of. You oh, know what okay. I mean? Like my dad had done honor flight with a, a guy before. He was a chaperone, so I went back to the airport when they came home, and I was yeah. like, "This is amazing." And I was like, "That's essentially what I'm trying to recreate at each stop." So. And we need sponsors right now. That's the big thing. So if you go to vetsandbrews.com, you go to the donate button, you'll see an option for um, Honor Bus sponsorship. Um, that's the money that helps sponsor sponsor each veteran on that um, bus. So, look, I'm going to go to four breweries. There's two guests per sponsorship. We're talking about eight beers there. I'm buying T-shirts like I spend all the money I make. No, I know this, this is thing, not so, a profit-making thing for yeah, you. So You're doing this for your love of the American I, veteran. I want to make sure if they want an extra beer or so that day that, that they're taken care of. And, and So what I'm hearing you say, the vets on the bus are not going to be buying their own beers. All day. They won't buy a single beer. <laughs> they didn't last year. That's my goal this year. Wow. So. Uh, Okay. Now, last year we had 42 people. I only had 21 days to plan it last year, so I didn't fill the bus up, and nobody knew what it was. So this year, you know, oh yeah, it, it was easy word, filling it up. Word's I, gotten out. Yeah. <laughs> you get the 55 KRC morning show for it. Yeah. All right. So I, I'm just, I, I'm thinking, what I'm thinking of is, you know, when, when people get the opportunity to go, like, uh, to an unlimited dining buffet, they tend to overindulge. So I anticipate there may be a little bit of overindulgence on, on a day when you get to drink for free all day. There is. And we, we have, <laughs> we have food planned specifically for certain spots. You know, we'll uh, make sure that everybody's drinking water. I do have, um, my volunteers, uh, every one of their titles is like slash vet wrangler. So we're going to use the buddy <laughs> system, make sure that nobody gets left behind. And we're going to make sure that they stay fully hydrated and functional throughout. And and not to, and, and, and don't do anything stupid. Not uh, that I would expect American veterans to do anything stupid. They're going to be too happy. They're going to be having a blast. That with is, I love hearing that. That's that's fantastic. Yeah. All right. So vetsandbrews.com, if you are interested in sponsoring and really appreciate any kind of donation you can give, there definitely will be a beer purchase for them. And, of course, with all the overhead that uh, that Matt and the crew are facing here, please help them out on this wonderful cause. <laughs> Matt, I will look forward to hearing from you again real soon. I will be, I'm going to be at least at some point on this trip. I'm going to be on the bus. And again, um, I can't thank you enough for making a space for me. It's awfully yeah, kind of you. I, I'm excited. I am too. Looking forward to it. All right, folks, I will put the details up on the, or Joe will put the details up on 55krc.com as soon as Matt puts his final schedule together on his site. But you can go there right now, vetsandbrews.com. Matt, God bless you for what you do for the American veteran. Thanks, bro. I'm glad you have so much fun doing it, too. <laughs> I do. It's the best thing ever. I am sure. Yeah. <laughs> Smile on his face. Coming up on 817, 55KCD Talk Station, I get to mention Cover Cincy. Get in touch with John Ruhlman and find out if you can save heap loads on your medical insurance. I know it sounds impossible, and that's why I always get, issue the challenge to you. Is it worth a few minutes of your time if you could save 30 to 60% off of what you're paying for medical coverage and have better medical coverage? In, my reaction from the outset on this has just been, there's no way. And I've had it explained to me in great detail with John Rollman and the crew. And I know it works because my son's been down this road. I've heard from a lot of listeners who's also, who've also <laughs> taken me up on my challenge to get in touch with Cover Cincy and let them crunch the numbers for you. It's no skin off your back, but a few moments of your time. But can you imagine if they could save you and your spouse, for example, if you're under the age of 65, reasonably healthy, 500 to to $1,000 a month? 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> yeah. Make the call. It's easy to do. It's 513-800-CALL. 513-800-2255. To learn more, you can head right on over to the website. Cover Cincy with a Y or I on the end. CoverCincy.com. 55KRC. Now you can relive the... Coming up, Judge Anna Napolitano, his column, Biden War in the Constitution. Can the president fight any war he wishes? Can Congress fund any war it chooses? Are there constitutional and legal requirements that must first be met before war is waged? Can the United States legally attack an ally? That's actually how this, this column begins, the start of it. And Knowing Judge Napolitano the way I do, I have a sneaking suspicion I can answer those questions, but we'll hit the insight and wisdom of Judge Napolitano coming up in the next segment. Uh, let us see here. Oh, yeah, I, and I just remind folks that, uh, you know, given that we're on the brink of war in the Middle East, um, a kind of a line in the sand was written the other day uh, from our Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, uh, and on the heels of 10 drone and rocket attacks against U.S. bases that U.S. troops use in Iraq and three drone attacks on U.S. bases in southeast Syria. Yeah, we're there. Those attacks carried out between October 17th and yesterday. Most recently, yesterday. And yesterday was the, the, the statement from Anthony Blinken warning that uh, Washington would react, would react, quote, swiftly and decisively if Iran or its proxy forces attack U.S. personnel. Question, are we going to have to have uh, a, uh, an evidentiary chain from the proxies to Iran? This is a threat against Iran. If Iran or its proxies attack U.S. troops or launch attack against U.S. troops, which literally happened yesterday, Hezbollah, Hamas, I always joke, I throw in there some made-up ones, like Campaign for Free Galilee. If any one of these Iranian-funded, traditionally Iranian-directed organizations were to attack us, are we now going to start launching missiles at Iran? That is an act of war, and I'm sure I'm going to ask this to judge by Judge Napolitano. I mean, it, it, you know, we're waging war against Russia through our proxies in Ukraine. If Russia issues a statement, if U.S. or its proxies attack us, that would literally be enemy combatants of Russia on the war front in Ukraine. We don't have clear lines drawn here with state flags and uniformed military personnel. These are terrorist organizations. They aren't flying under the flag of any particular country. They just happen to live in a country that invites them to be there. But if Russia were to review us because we are sponsors of the Ukrainian army and, and, and citizens fighting against Russia, then Russia would be making a declared threat against the United States. I'm just wondering, which, is Congress going to authorize an attack against Iran? Are we going to get into a land war with Iran over this? And what does react swiftly and decisively mean anyway? 
I mean, we typically attack these these uh, uh, bases from, from whom from where these missiles and attacks are launched in Syria, in Iraq. We just tend not to do it when they're launched from within a nuclear power. I don't know. Judge Napolitano will dive on into this coming up next. 825-55-CARE-CD talk station. Gearing Center. Great, great operation. The Gearing Center uh, established back in 1989 to help family and private businesses deal with their unique challenges. The only game in town since 1989 for family and private businesses. Prepare for the future. Learn from individuals who've been down this road, these pa- this, this path that you're going to be going on in family and private businesses. People have experienced challenges, problems. People have made mistakes. You get surrounded by all of them. And what of your next generation? Do you have a succession plan? Yeah, it's a family business. You know, mom, dad might retire. Grandpa might pass away. Whatever the case may be, if you're in a family business, you have to think about the next generation. And the Gearing Center has. That's what they call the Next Generation Institute. It's for owners and leaders of family businesses, their successors, folks involved with family businesses, to, well, learn about issues that most don't anticipate. And you learn about it in a caring, supportive environment while equipping all the family members to take action when they decide the time is right. So learn more. Go to gearing.uc.edu. That's gearing, spelled G-O-E-R-I-N-G, dot U-C, dot E-D-U. 55 KRC. Bye. Time for the nine first morning weather forecast. Got a cloudy day today with isolated rain, 74 for a high. Down to 57 tonight with clouds. Clouds tomorrow, slight chance of rain, 77. And Friday, just cloudy skies and a high of 76. Right now, 56 degrees, 55 Care City Talk Station. Chuck Ingram, what's going on out there with the traffic? From the UC Health Traffic Center, Mammogram Save Lives. Schedule your annual mammogram with UC Health by calling 513-584-PINK. That's 513-584-PINK. They cleared the broken down northbound 75 on the bridge, but you're still running close to an extra 45 minutes out of Florence into downtown. Northbound 471 is heavy from 275. They've cleared the accident on southbound 71 above Stewart. That had the left lane blocked off. Traffic still running an extra 20 minutes from 275. Coming up next, the guest who is ready to celebrate World Pasta Day. Perhaps if we're lucky, after Brian's done with the interview, he'll give us his recipe for his marinara sauce. Why, <laughs> I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. A penne for your thoughts, Your Honor? I'll show myself out. Chuck Ingram on 55KRC, the talk station. He'll show himself out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually... Good morning, Brian. That line, a penny for your thoughts, is pretty clever. That is. I, you did actually <laughs> laugh on that one. Normally, I'm looking up at the screen because I get I'm I'm looking at Judge Napolitano through a basic Zoom conference here. Normally, I'm looking at the screen and you just have this this look of disbelief and kind of an eye roll expression of like, what in God's name is he talking about? You were actually laughing on that one, and I, I'll give Chuck credit. I'll let him know that you actually he actually tickled your funny bone this morning. Oh yes, Andrew yes, Napolitano, you, welcome. It is I'm fine, Your Honor. Um, I am uh, always looking forward to this this segment, and I appreciate the, t- the the subject matter of your column this morning. I've actually been talking about it, uh, not in, not in, in the context of your column, but it was a springboard in earlier conversations because I knew what you were going to be speaking about: uh, Biden war and the Constitution. But yesterday, on the heels of the most recent effort by one of the Iranian proxies to shoot at American troops, I believe it was in Syria yesterday morning. And the afternoon, Anthony Blinken comes out and has this quote yesterday. 
The United States does not seek conflict with Iran. We do not want this war to widen. But if Iran or its proxies attack U.S. personnel anywhere, make no mistake, we will defend our people. We will defend our security swiftly and decisively. Now, I don't know what level uh, you know uh, uh, of defense we would do it, but he is saying, you know, don't do it because we're going to come after you. Proxies. Now, that is a threat to Iran. Iran is responsible for at least funding Hezbollah and Hamas, and we know that they are proxies of Iran. Is he going to start launching missiles into Iran, Your Honor? And wouldn't he, isn't that an act of war that would require a declaration of war from Congress were it to happen? Well, if he listens to Senator Lindsey Graham, he'll advise his boss, the president, to bomb Tehran, which is what uh, Senator Graham uh, called for. Uh, I think what uh, Secretary Blinken was referring to was our thousand troops in Syria. Yep. In Syria against the wishes of the Syrian government. What are a thousand American troops doing in Syria? Oh, well, they're targets of the Iranian proxies. It's really absurd. Uh, He made a statement yesterday about we, we condemn those who want to widen the war. And I would say, physician, heal thyself. We are widening the war. We have a 1,000 troops in Syria. We have 2,000 Marines off the coast of Gaza, and they have an aircraft carrier, Dwight D. Eisenhower, on its way into the Persian Gulf, nowhere near Israel. What is that there for other than provocation? Hey, the Chinese sent their uh, sent a carrier group over there as well, Your Honor. Great. Sounds like World War III is breaking out. Uh, it's... Um it's unbelievable how people love war. Uh, I, I, I think I understand Senator Graham. He's, he's the new uh, John McCain. I had a wonderful personal relationship with McCain. We agreed on some things and others we disagreed on. I thought he was a great man, but not with respect to war. He never met a war he didn't want to fight. And now Lindsey Graham is picking up that, uh, that mantle. I guess they think that by spreading death and violence... We can eliminate uh, uh, threats to our friends. But if we start spreading death and violence, there will be no end to it and it will come back to us. I, I, I keep hearing this, you know, the, the weakness of the Biden administration. We need to project strength. This never would have happened under fill in the blank prior administration because we projected strength. We followed up on what we did. But Barack Obama drawing a red line in the sand insofar as Syria and gassing its own people and then not doing anything about it. The not doing anything about it in that context makes sense i'm not forgiving obama for his sins but if syria attacks its own people with chemical weapons that is not an issue the united states really other than a moral one a crusading don't do it it's inhumane it's against the laws of nature and mankind etc but if they gas their own citizens why would that necessitate a response from the united states when we're not at war with syria Because the United States thinks it's the world's policeman and it can go around enforcing its own sense of morality, even in areas that don't affect our national security. I could not agree with you more. Uh, John Quincy Adams said we can't go around uh, looking the world, looking for monsters to slay because there will be no end to our search. And when we do so. Now I'm paraphrasing. When we do so, we don't spread democracy. We spread death and violence and destruction. Thank you, George W. Bush in Iraq and Afghanistan. 
But this is all must be placed into the context of the Constitution because that pesky Constitution hasn't gone away. And if we're going to start launching missiles, whether they're in Syria or against Iran, doesn't there have to be a declaration of war? Because if I'm the recipient of military action by a flag under under cover of a flag and under uh, through, via a military directly authorized by that flate that that state that flag i am going to view that as an act of war whether or not that state declared war on me or not agreed agreed congress and uh, our our dear uh, wonderful friend congressman thomas massey understands this better than anybody and i'm sure is daily frustrated by it uh congress does not want to declare war it wants to pay for wars without declaring them and then if they go well, Congress will say we paid for it. And if they don't go well, Congress will say we never declared it. Well, they should read the Constitution like Thomas Massey does. And they should follow the Constitution as Thomas Massey preaches that uh, that they should. If you're going to declare war, there should be a great debate and an overwhelming American consensus in favor of the war. And if there is no great debate and there is no American consensus whether it's provoked by Pearl Harbor or 9-11 or whether it's just argued on the basis of, of morality and law and national security, then there should be no war. So Joe Biden has $100 billion to spend in Ukraine. He sends troops. He sends troops. Congress hasn't authorized anything for Israel yet because of the mess in the, in the House of Representatives. He sends troops. Has Congress author, authorized any of those troops? No. Under the Constitution, only Congress can pick the target, and then the president can decide how to attack it. But Has it, Congress picked the target? No. But in this particular case, and this this is, reflects a broader erosion of our respect or even acknowledgement of the existence of the limitations that the Constitution places on us or the hurdles that people must jump in order to get something accomplished. I was going to use the, 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 the Charlie Fox trot. The Republican Party can't even get its act together to elect its own speaker. How in the hell is anybody going to agree on war? So in this case, war and funding is something that is supported across party lines. We have bipartisanship, Your Honor, and yet that support has translated to dollars, which has translated to troops on the ground and military action and drones being dropped in countries against whom we haven't declared war. It's convenient for both Republicans and Democrats who support Correct. that, and it's convenient for them Correct. to ignore the requirements of the Constitution. Next week, they're going to be screaming and yelling about how the Democrats want to pack the Supreme Court or how the Democrats are saying ignore Supreme Court Law, ignore decisions that require you to do one thing or another because it rubs the party the wrong way. And I'm thinking of a bunch of different cases the Supreme Court's come down on the left hates. And they're saying, ah, just ignore it. Don't listen to them. If we have that, we no longer have rule of law, whether it's for war or whether it's just following the rule of law in the country based upon what the decisions say. Correct. You're you're 100% correct, uh, Brian, but there doesn't seem... To be any end uh, to this, um, one of these Wednesdays, I mean, I realize you have a show to produce and all that. I'd love to be on with Congressman Massey and the three of us have a, uh, a brief portion of the conversation uh, about how nobody except for Congressman Massey and Congressman Paul and maybe half a dozen others even cares about uh, the Constitution anymore. How Congress will knowingly, I wrote about this in the article, look the other way when 
presidents exercise power that is given to the Congress. How the Supreme Court has ruled Congress cannot give away its power to the president because that undermines the separation of powers. How the guy who wrote the Constitution said if the president can both declare war and wage war, he's no longer a president, he's a prince. People need to recognize the danger of that. Donald Trump killing an, an Iranian uh, general with a drone, same thing. Barack Obama killing an American uh, in Yemen, same thing. Presidents think they can kill anybody because it's on uh, foreign soil without a declaration of war, as long as Congress pays for it. They can't. They took an oath to uphold the Constitution. Yeah, and that oath, we cannot force them to follow. I think the big the, the 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 step that's missing here is the right of somebody to bring action against these co- obviously unconstitutional actions. Right. Yet there is right. no vehicle to do that in the law. Did the Correct. framers screw There's up? There's no standing. The, on, the only vehicle is to vote people out of office that do this. But you know, Joe Biden is his own unique problems given his age, his his mental condition, his wish to run for re-election uh, as a wartime president. But uh, old Joe is just the tip of the iceberg. Yeah. The problem is the pro-welfare, pro-warfare, pro-administrative uh, state, pro-security state, pro-emergency state, pro-big government, big party in the Constitution. What is it not pro? It's not pro the Constitution. It's not pro-personal liberty. It's not pro-fiscal responsibility. It's not pro-limited government. And that's both political parties. Again, Thomas yeah. Massey uh, and and a few others are the uh, are the exceptions. Should the, um, should Thomas the... Massey has a lot on his shoulders because he consistently upholds uh, the Constitution as it was intended to be interpreted, and very few in the Congress are with him in either party. I know it might actually be a good thing that the Republicans can't get their house together. Ah. Why? <laughs> oh, when, that, when, when there's no House of Representatives, they can't write any more laws, they can't raise any taxes, they can't spend any more money, that's a good thing. You're saying <laughs> you're saying the quiet part out loud, and I join you in your refrain. I agree. They, they can't get anything done, they can't spend money. Uh, but that'll probably end up netting us an omnibus spending bill that will put us further in peril, financially speaking, Your Honor. There's always oh, a terrible sure. downside. Once the Republicans get their speaker in place, you know, it's not going to be somebody from the from Massey's group, from the uh, uh, House Freedom Caucus, wherever it is, it'll be a big government Republican. And we'll go back to the Mrs. Pelosi, Kevin McCarthy levels of spending that uh, Joe Biden wants. Tweedledee, tweedledum. Uh, It's a a terrible shame. But, you know, if history's any indication or guide, then Judge Apolitano, you are. How are the Bengals doing? Is Joe Burrow now healthy? Yeah, well. Did all that money make him healthy? (laughs) Started off on the wrong foot, no pun intended. But, yeah, we're turning things around, looking like a more well-oiled machine. We had a bye this uh, weekend, so we didn't get to play. But uh, we'll we'll be hitting the ground running this weekend, and I'm looking forward to seeing him play. Uh, Judge Napolitano, find him online. Uh, Judging Freedom, um, you can search Facebook. Uh, You can also search YouTube for that. Who are you interviewing today, Your Honor? Oh, God. Uh, Today I have uh, Colonel Douglas McGregor and uh, Scott Ritter and Tony Schaefer. Oh, wow. uh, Three of my... Three of my most important and most meaningful uh, uh, guests. Um, and we are pursuing the same analysis that you and I uh, have just pursued. 
war is an evil and it can only be authorized by Congress. But every president thinks he can fight his own war because Congress looks the other way when he does. Isn't that the truth? Well, we'll make that massy uh, Napolitano Thomas uh, you know, trifecta of fun happen someday. I know we can arrange that. I know his people will be more, oh, than, yeah. more than pleased to make it happen. Wait for it. We'll get to it. Your Honor, until next Wednesday, God bless you. Have a great week. Pleasure having you on the and, program. And a, pe- and a penny for your thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> Every once in a while. Every once in a while. Take care. We'll talk real soon. 842. Coming up at 4355 Care City Talk Station. You get to mention Suzette Lozacan for all your mortgage needs. Call Suzette. And country or cross country mortgage, where you'll find Suzette Lozacan these days. She is just a terrific, terrific person. You'll love working with her. And when it comes to mortgages, I know it's heady subject matter. Probably the most expensive thing you'll ever do in your life is the mortgage situation. So work with someone who doesn't charge junk fees or application fees, who has more experience than anyone with 35 plus years in the mortgage business. Great rates at a low cost is what it's all about. So whether you're a first time buyer or you want to refinance that uh, PMI out of your out of your life with thousands of dollars of savings right there, call Suzette. How to do that? 513-313-5176. 513-313-5176-55KRC. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.